0: This is the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan.
1: Looks down the middle, throws it, caught by Henry at the two, fights away from a tackler,
0: and runs to the end zone, and spikes it for a Patriots touchdown! The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Fires down the middle for Bourdon, reaches up, extends, it's right in the end zone, between two defenders, touchdown Patriots! Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Deso are here to do the grilling as your hosts. This week, the Patriots open up their preseason at home against the New York Giants.
1: James White, cuts it under the
0: right arm, cuts it upfield, driving forward, He's diving to the no! goal line, it's a it! touchdown, it it! and a title for the Patriots. It! I can't believe it. Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Deso are here to get you ready for the game.
2: It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it.
0: Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan.
3: And let us begin preseason game number one. Patriots.com. Welcome into uh, Patriots pregame. What's the name of that? What do we call in the show this year? Uh, the Patriots chinwag uh,
4: before the game show. Pa-
3: Patriots before the game show. Patriots. Hey, hey it's the Patriots. <laughs> what are we going? Patriots pregame social once again. Sure. Why do you look at me like social? that? <laughs> I mean, it's why social. do you look at me like that?
4: <laughs> I mean, it's social. <laughs> Demented and sad, but, but social. social. Very
3: good. <laughs> Let me first say hello to Tamara Brown. Hi, Tamara.
5: Hi. How are you?
3: I'm doing very well, thank you. You're going to be with us until you are off to do your other duties. Other duties <laughs> as
4: assigned. Is that fine The print? duties are piling up for her, too. <laughs> she's she's trying to juggle it all. But hey, it's preseason, right? We're trying to work out all the kinks. Yeah,
3: that's right. So, uh, w- welcome in everybody to the uh, to the show, uh, Mike Dussault and of course Paul Perillo. Uh, good to see you, everybody.
4: Hi Hadi. Good to see you. We you know? saw you a little bit during camp up on the up on the ramp. So it was good to, to catch up a little bit there and, and camp now we're on back. Camp on the ramp. Camp like on the it. ramp. Like on
3: the ramp. <laughs> but these guys are so serious. You know what you know what the main problem is with this show, Tamara, I think? The host? What is it? And it's nothing <laughs> nothing from the technical side of the presentation. It's that it's just too much football. And <laughs> these guys, they just love football to the point where I'm like, guys. Can we dial it back a don't, little don't bit?
2: Don't paint me with his brush. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's right, talking right. about the three technique yeah. and what? stuff like no. that. I will say, I
5: since think. I joined the show over yeah. the summer, yeah. that there's been a lot less football time. <laughs>
4: We're trying to get away we from the football here. Sir? You see? Tamara's on my side. <laughs> Okay.
5: Uh, the discussion of soap happened. Dogs. Yeah, um, just don't babies, get her going on Law and Order. She'll, and she'll order. run down all
4: the Law and Order yes. episodes in, in, in every single different variation of it. Yeah, I,
3: I would love to have a, a more uh, extended Law and Order discussion with you, but something tells me we probably should get to first things first with an actual game. Oh, oh football, <laughs>
4: right? Do <laughs> I mean it's been what seven months? It's been seven yeah, months. Seven months since that dark, ish. dark January evening the last time we were all together. The Giants are here. Mm-hmm. We got some preseason football
3: tonight, fellas. We got preseason. And, uh, you know, the, the, the main question which will permeate this uh, show is who gets the looky-loo? What do you have your peepers peeled for? What's <laughs> going to be popular in your ocular? What will give the virus to your iris? All the things to be on the lookout. A few, did you re- did you a few new ones. Did you rehearse this at oh, home? I've a been running doing this for running bit. Uh, two, three <laughs> years now with uh, various ways of saying, well, what are you going to be looking for tonight <laughs> in the Patriots preseason game? Well, I won't be looking for any starters if you believe those reports, yeah. but there's plenty, there's plenty of other things to be looking for. So um, I, I guess first things first, maybe we should get the keys to the game before we do anything else. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You
4: waited all (laughs) week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say.
0: Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, and Mike's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the
3: game also? Uh, You have the key. You have the right one. Keys to the game are brought to you by Mike, Paul, Tamara, and me, Hardy. Without these keys, the destined, uh, the Patriots are destined to lose a game. They don't care if they win or not. And that is uh, the essence of the preseason. But I still think these are more uh, these are more like keys to what the team should be working on tonight, regardless of the win or the loss. So, Mike, would you yeah. like to lead us off with your key?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a lot based on players and you know seeing some young guys actually get on the field and play in a real game so that that's exciting but my key was just to something to build off of, you know, some some positive plays, especially in offense. You know, maybe some of these running plays, open in some creases for the young running backs. But you know, it's it's just hard to take too much as the, of like the team because, as you said, not really going to have starters. So you know, it's, oh, let's go out there and establish the. You know, we're we're in preseason, so I think it's more about the players. But I think you know, it's highlight some of the positive plays and, and hopefully some of those n- young new guys make some big plays and, and kind of you know just build some momentum going here into joint practices in the last two preseason games.
3: I think it's uh, I think it's a up good first, albeit a little basic, a little (laughs) rudimentary, key to the
4: game? We're starting off with baby steps. steps, That's your best. What what do you expect? It's not not a crappy key. I wanted to work three technique in, but Paul threw me off. Right. I mean, what do you expect? from? And Paul actually
5: stole my
2: key, so I had to make a new key.
3: Oh, well, Paul, why don't you go ahead and do the key that Were you looking over Tamara's shoulder (laughs) when she was writing her key (laughs) to the game? I was.
2: I I was, and I can certainly understand why, um, you know, because mine's pretty obvious, so I understand why everybody was probably thinking, and it kind of got blown up now anyway, because according to a lot of reports, a a lot of the guys that I wanted to see establish some <laughs> offensive rhythm will not be playing in this game tonight to establish said offensive rhythm. So, uh, but e- even though it, it looks like we won't see Mac Jones tonight, I do think it's been a struggle for the offense during the summer. So I think even if it's Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi, I think it would do them well to have some success uh, tonight, even if um, you know it's the backups, especially if it's in the running game. You know, with some of the zone runs that we've been talking about, some of the wide, you know, the wide zones, if they if they can have some success, get it on film and show, you know, the guys in the locker room, you know, the the guys in the offensive meeting rooms. Just like Mac Jones said the other day, just trust it. Trust the process. Trust what the coaches are telling you. And this stuff can work. So get some rhythm going offensively tonight would be a a good positive key.
3: All right. Uh, Tamara, since uh, Paul stole yours, what did you have to revert to?
5: So I had to revert to the offensive line, gaining some cohesiveness, which that still has to do with the rhythm of the offense, the sync of the offense. I think that it all starts up front. And so far we have seen the defensive line really take charge of this offense. And so I think that with the musical chairs of the offensive line for the Patriots right now, I'm hoping that they gel together, even though we're not going to see the starters tonight. I, I do hope that they somehow figure out the best Offensive line to make Mac Jones successful.
3: Well, I mean, w- what ended up working in your favor was the fact that, like Paul said, what you pa- Paul, your key is spot on yep. if the actual starters were going to be in there. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and I think there still can be an element of that. Mm-hmm. Get something going, some kind of a rhythm, regardless of who's out there. Even if it's so the starters can watch it, you know, kind of like from the sideline right. and see Have something some that's happening there. But. I still, based on what we saw in camp and, you know, what other analysts like you guys have said about it and, you know, what I've heard from other people, the offense is going to be a work in progress mm-hmm. for a bit. So I say, and I, I believe my, my key, uh, somebody added in uh, a preposition here, <laughs> I just wanted dial in the defense which I believe got switched to dial-in on the defense. It changes the whole meaning of it, It's clunky, (laughs) and it's just, I mean, words are my business. (laughs) That's a typo on my end. (laughs) You know, dial-in the defense. It's alliterative. It's pithy. And I think this is what this team is going to have to do for the first several weeks of the regular season. I'm not saying they're an all-world defense. I don't even believe that the defense has performed all that much better than the offense in practice because strength of schedule. You know, let's look at what the defense has no. had to play against. <laughs> sure, that's a good line. <laughs> I've used it a couple, few yeah, times in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. but still, if if one unit is better than the other right now, is anyone going to say offense? No. Or no, no, no. The defense is the, better.
2: the, defense, the defense is better right now.
3: So dial in the defense, get that working tonight and the next two preseason games, and let that hopefully. Build on something for the for the beginning of the regular season, so that you can tread water, make it through the first four games, you know, without, without a a losing record, or maybe even, heaven forbid, at three and one or something, because your defense is that good, and they're keeping you in games.
4: Yeah, and I, and I mean, I think we should point out too that earlier in the week, Brian Dable said that the starters are going to play, so. I think, to your point, Hardy, this defense needs young, new playmakers to step up. So the fact that guys like Godshaw and Lawrence Guy might not be playing, that's, that's fine. But let's get a look at some of these guys like LeBron Ray going against good offensive linemen. Let's see how they do. Uh, and also, I, I just want to say to Tamara's point, I think that there's some questions on the offensive line mm-hmm. as to who fits this new scheme and how well these guys fit. And, you know, who of that second level, these Arlington Hambrights of the world, Drew Desjardins, that, you know they might fit this system a little bit better. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see out there. I do think the top line is, is fairly set with maybe the exception of, of Michael Omenu and, and, and Isaiah Wynn's been hurt, so I think there are some questions and maybe some opportunities, even for the backups, to show what they can do on the offensive line yeah, And I think that's where all of our keys
2: sort of transitioned, because when we sort of went over this stuff, because we do a lot of show prep, Hardy, as yeah. you know. Oh, Just I know. Talking, um, talking So, ball, you, you know. know, this was earlier in the week before uh, Mike Reese came out with some reports, uh, I I think that's he was the first um, locally to report that it didn't look like Mac Jones and the starters um, w- would see any action tonight. So yeah, you are looking at the Arlington Hambrights of the world, I think, and you know, and, and those kinds of guys to get um, Tamara's offensive line cohesion. And you're looking at, um, I think, the young linebackers. Uh, you know, Cameron McGrone, Anthony Jennings, maybe. Um, You know, see what those guys can do. Um, You know, Josh Bledsoe, I think, will get an opportunity in the secondary. Mm -hmm. So there are some young guys, not necessarily rookies. I'm looking forward to seeing the rookies too. But there are some young guys that haven't really established themselves in the NFL yet uh, that are looking not only for, uh, you know, roster spots, but, you know, if if they can find a way to get even more than that, maybe a – You know, a niche in the in the offense or the defense. Yep.
5: I think that um, speaking of the defense, Hardy, you mentioned that they've had a good camp so far. I'm wondering if they really are good, or are they just being in the spotlight right now because the offense is struggling? So I hope that tonight against the Giants starters, maybe we'll see like, okay, maybe they're that good, or maybe we'll just find out that they're they're working out some kinks too.
3: Well, what do you make of what uh, Bill said? Um, I think it was the last maybe I I forget what day it was when he when he had the, the scrum right before practice like eleven forty five one morning when he was asked about you uh, know the Tuesday probably yeah, yeah the like you know the bad plays and the good plays and he said, Well, you know, every every good play <laughs> something bad happens <laughs> right. and every bad play it's rare that right. eleven mm-hmm. guys are there was doing a lot
2: it. of coach speak in there. There's a lot of
3: coach speak, mm-hmm. but is is there something to that to, to Tamara's point where I, you know, is the defense really that good, or is it a couple of guys on defense make it, making mm-hmm. a good play and and exploiting a breakdown on offense, and maybe, I don't know, six other guys on the defense? Actually, when Bill looks at it, and whoever is serving as the de facto defensive coordinator, they'll look at it and say, actually, on that play, we would have been torched. That mm-hmm. That is a blown assignment, and, and it looks great to everybody watching in, in practice, but in reality, it was... Uh, uh, you putting weight to that? It's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a
4: fair point. And I think you also I'm just like kind of over the last couple of years where the defense looks great in the beginning of the regular season and then at the end of the season they can't close it out. So, I think there's part of that going on too where you feel like the last couple of years you've been lulled a little bit into a false sense of dominance, <laughs> you know, a false sense of that this defense is, you know, better than they are at the end of the season. So, but I think it's a positive sign guys like Barmore You know, making plays and and being disruptive up front. Judon, you know, hopefully he can kind of get back on track to how he started the season last year. So uh, I think it's all it's all valid. But you know, again, I don't think you're going to have your top line, so it's hard to really say. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be some Patriots backup. So even if it doesn't look great today, you can still say, well, you know, you had Josh Bledsoe, you know, playing on the back end with Brendan Schooler, and you know, there this is certainly not the actual defense going against. Daniel Jones. So we'll see We'll see tonight how it comes together and, and who plays. Don't I'm forget interested. Uh, Tamara's guy, Jalen Elliott. Jalen Elliott. That's the Notre Dame one, right? <laughs>
5: yes, that's the Notre Dame one. I definitely think that he'll, he'll, be, out he'll, he'll <laughs> be out there. He'll be out there. Especially with all the, the safeties out there on the Singing. field. It's like how when it comes to those roster cuts, I think we're really going to hopefully see them separate tonight.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, before we get to uh, our Behind the Enemy Lines guest, who will be joining us here in a couple of minutes, for all the, uh, uh, of you who are joining us and wondering if we're going to be doing the same stuff on the show this year, yes, we'll have our you know, our six-pack and our, our over-unders. Uh, Marie Matt provided us with a packet of material here with, like, all the numbers listed for weeks 1 through 18 uh, in terms of, like, the season standings and stuff.
0: This was from last year? What? Last year's season totals for week 1 through 18 of the six-pack and over-unders. Now, were these the correct ones? The correct ones ones that we went through after. Do we need
3: to go over these now? I don't know. There was a typo in your key, so I don't know. Or not brag-hardy. Do I need these? Do I do I need to study up on what happened? Well, I think last we do.
2: Uh, I think I think it says here that no. uh, at the end of week eighteen, Paul <laughs> had the lead.
4: <laughs> that's that's kind of all at I need. At fifty-eight mean. and forty-four, that's pretty impressive. I, I'm just glad he didn't dig up the Patriots unfiltered ones because. us see
2: uh, the six pack. Oh, who won the six I pack? Think, last I think year. Hardy.
4: I think Hardy won the six pack. And, and where, where is, Yes, is uh,
2: forty-seven and thirty-nine Hardy? Yeah, where's my no forty-five and forty-one?
3: Uh, we had a bet. I was supposed to I get had the a best Hume. I was told I would get a soda from each of you.
4: Buy you a soda after the game, Ogie. Uh Yeah, I mean, seriously. We're on to 2022.
3: (laughs) Thank you for all the prep material on last year's... Over unders. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only I had faith that it was
3: correct. <laughs> did you? Did you pull you corrected up? Corrected me after every week. <laughs> did you? Did you pull up? Confused check crying soundtrack Check vape? your work. Because if you did, that's what I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to come across as it's confused. Confused crying. whining. <laughs> confused whining. I love it. I don't know what I'm doing with it. All uh, right, having fun. We just have fun. Yeah, we we're hey, we're mixing it up in here, <laughs> huh? Huh? Well, it's all about a good.
2: Time. So you know the You're the Brian up. Dable thing that Deuce mentioned earlier. I I, I'm sorry to bring it back to the game. Football, ball, talk ball.
3: I was trying to kill 90 seconds. I know that's the what I'm that's, that's, that's what I'm
2: doing real quick. Well, oh, you, you know what? Now he's on the let's, phone. Let's, we'll, we'll talk to Daryl and we'll. I'll, I'll, Did you think I'll, I
3: didn't know what I was doing I'll over here? I'll table that
2: because I want to get his impression of what Brian Dable
3: said about everybody's going to play. Thank you. Let's go behind enemy lines. You know
0: the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side?
3: And that's why you're
2: our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yep. e- every year. You guys
0: know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah?
6: I was on with you guys in 2018,
0: Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> Time now to go <laughs> behind <laughs> enemy lines. I got it. It's coming right for us.
3: Oh, that's good. All right. Uh, joining us now from uh, New Jersey, Advanced Media, Daryl Slater. You can find him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. Daryl, you're on with uh, Hardy, Mike Deso, Tamara Brown, and Paul Perillo. What's going on?
7: Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh,
3: thank you uh, for for being here for what is uh, going to be a rock'em sock'em. Uh, you know, leave nothing in the locker room. All out on the field. Preseason game <laughs> number one tonight. <laughs> How much are you looking forward to this one?
7: Oh, it's going to be a thriller. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you can Nailed hear
3: the
2: sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> so w- real quick, Daryl, you know, before you came on, I was wondering, we saw that, um, that comment that Brian Dable had made about everybody will play tonight, and I just was wondering your thoughts if he was being literal with that or he just was um, trying to get everybody to understand that they should expect to suit up and play tonight. Do you think Don't we'll you? see all of the front line
7: guys? Yeah, he'll play his starters. I okay. mentioned this uh, the other day after practice. I mean, it was um, I not a full half, but he's going to be playing his starters, probably a max out of a quarter, um, perhaps a little less than that. Uh, especially now that the Patriots, you know, obviously, are not going to be playing pretty much all of their starters. So, but he wants to get uh, a look at these guys and get these guys some live reps in what you know, obviously, is a new offense and a new defense for for. A lot of the returning players. So um, it's important in his eyes to, to get
8: those reps.
4: Darrell, what have just kind of been the headlines coming out of training camp and, you know, with Brian Dayball coming in and, and Joe Shane, you know, what, what have the changes kind of been and any particular players that have been uh, popping there early in camp for you guys?
7: Yeah, now I mean, it's been uh, obviously this is a rebuild for this team. This is a team that is fully embracing a rebuild after a spending spree in 2021 with Dave Gettleman. They have. Um, gone into full rebuild mode, James Bradbury is gone, salary cap related move and really the only question left for this team going forward for Joe Shane is, is what's Daniel Jones' future are, are going to be? Are they going to go forward with him after this year? He's in a contract year now obviously they declined the option so they need to get a full final and and hopefully fair look at this kid in his fourth season so um, that's obviously a big storyline for, for their offense. In terms of guys who have impressed um you know it's interesting darnay holmes is their slot cornerback a guy who started nine games over his first two years never has really caught on but has, has looked pretty good in camp their secondary has been kind of a, a question mark with bradbury gone their number one corner they're going to have to play a lot of man coverage in wink Martindale's defense but holmes has been a pretty nice surprise uh, you know offensively you know there are just so many question marks whether it's the offensive line or daniel jones or Kadarius toney um, but they've gotten some encouraging performances from some down the roster guys. The guy Colin Johnson, who people aren't really necessarily familiar with as a receiver, who you'll see a lot of tonight. He played well in camp, uh, and he, he's done some good things. You know, he's got a chance to make the roster. But um, they need they need obviously people other than Colin Johnson to impress. It starts with Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, his offensive line, and Kadarius Tony, and, and Saquon Barkley.
5: So you mentioned people down the roster. Of course, I have to ask this question because he's a hokey. Um, but Tyrod Taylor, how has he, you know, looked with this team? You know, is there a chance that he could start over Daniel Jones if if he beats him out?
7: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned being a hokey. I, I covered Tyrod Taylor in college <laughs> <laughs> when he when he when he oddly enough replaced uh, Sean Glennon. Who is the older brother of Mike Lennon uh, as the starting quarterback of Virginia Tech, and now he's taking over for Mike Lennon <laughs> as the Giants' backup quarterback, which is kind of odd. But uh, it's not going to—it's not an open quarterback competition this summer. You um, they—it's they, Daniel Jones's job. The bottom line is Tyrod Taylor was brought in here with the Giants on a two-year contract that's, that is a true two-year contract for a couple reasons. He's—he's he's a good safety net if Daniel Jones gets hurt, and he's had some injury issues. Jones has. Uh, if they decide like late in the season to just give up on Jones, you know, Tyrod Taylor gives them a competent quarterback, which was not the case with Mike Glennon. So those are a couple of immediate things. As they look toward next year, if they do draft a quarterback, he's a good mentor for whoever they draft. Uh, if they are not in position to draft a quarterback in 2023, he could be, Tyrod Taylor, a bridge starter. Um, and so he serves a lot of purposes for this team. He's a guy who in camp so far, I mean, he, it's clear he's a great athlete. I mean, you know that uh, can move great in the pocket. <laughs> he, he throws a surprisingly excellent deep ball to people who haven't seen him a lot. Uh, and this guy's a tremendous athlete. And, you know, he, he's been in the league for quite a while. He's not he's not a spring chicken anymore, but he, he, he's still a great athlete and is certainly, uh, I would say, one of the more competent back quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: Darrell, what can you tell us about uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and, and uh, how he's? has uh, you know handled the the first round pick how he's handled his first camp
7: he' looks really good I mean the caveat here of course is that they haven't had a lot of practices in pads and you can't have the quarterback camp uh, but he has looked really good in, in an aggressive blitzing defense um, you know obviously the question coming out of Oregon for him was this is a guy who looked like he took some plays off and the Giants said look it may have looked that way because he played against a lot of up-tempo offenses that were running 90, 95 plays a game with no break between snaps. And that necessarily isn't always going to be the case in the NFL. So um, that was their assessment of him, And and he's looked really good in camp so far. He's very quick. He's got a great burst. He's been better against the run than maybe perhaps they would have thought. Um, But, again, the caveat is, you know, it's training camp. Um, And so we'll see. But he certainly has the mindset and the personality. We all see that. Of a guy who, who who wants to be great, so uh, impressive so far. I mean, they, they need to have better edge rushing production. Than the Giants do, and he's got a guy. He's a guy who gives them a the chance to uh, deliver that.
4: What's kind of the early impression of how Brian Dayball is kind of working with with Daniel Jones, and you know, trying to bring that Buffalo Josh Allen kind of offense to to the Giants? Is that is that seem like the, the installation might fit him potentially better? I mean, I, I don't want to bring up. The Joe judge offense of course but uh you know how does that how is that working out so far with, with Dayball and 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 what he likes to do with his quarterback
7: yeah I mean that's the hope that it's going to be more of a quarterback friendly offense and it, you know, so with jason Garrett one of the things that the receivers now have said of course these guys are going to speak much more freely about what they didn't like about the previous offense than they than they did when they were in that offense, when the, the guy was still here. Um, but they, they were talking about the rigidity of, of, of Jason Garrett's scheme, and this is something that Joe Judge mentioned when he fired Jason Garrett. Now, of course, Joe rubber-stamped the hire, um, and this was, you know, Joe essentially approved the approach. But one thing the receivers have mentioned, uh, that the Giants receivers have mentioned, is that uh, there are more opportunities to... Freelance isn't the right word, but but to, they have more routes that have kind of options within them, where the receiver can kind of read the defense uh, and and be able to tweak his route into you know one or two one of two things, right? You can run what's called, or you can uh, adjust to be built in uh, audible, if you will, as a receiver. Uh, and the receivers have really like that, and obviously a lot of that depends on having open communication with your quarterback, knowing. Uh, where the receiver's going to go. If it's not the predetermined thing, if it's going to be the other thing, you have to be on the same page. So uh, the fluidity of Brian Dable's offense is something that receivers have talked about liking more than, than Jason Garrett provided. So uh, I think that's one thing where you see a lot of early optimism. We'll see how that plays out in games. But uh, uh, I think that that's one reason. And now look, I mean, they're going to have Mike Kafka almost certainly call the plays, But Brian Dable's not going to He's, my Kafka's calling plays tonight. He has throughout training camp. so I would I would be surprised if Kafka did not call the plays come week one.
3: Well, I don't know what it's like to have uh, any issue with the play imagine caller. That. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, can you imagine that. You know who's calling the plays? <laughs> no, it's no. Are you what kidding? A novel it's, concept. No, we don't. Don't you worry about what's happening here with the Patriots, Daryl? We got that all figured okay. out. Well, they're just not telling us. <laughs> uh, hey, Daryl, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it.
7: Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate
3: uh, it. There he goes, Daryl Slater. Thank there. Thank you, Daryl, uh, from uh, New Jersey Advanced Media at Daryl Slater on Twitter. So, for uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked the uh, you know the kind of overarching question there. What you know, big stories coming out of Giants camp, because you get so focused in on what you're doing, and it's not until the regular season starts where you really, I feel like you have to pay attention. There's only so many things you have room for in right, your yeah. brain. And there's a lot of stories coming out of camp. There's a lot to follow here, and there's like, am I really expected <laughs> to follow uh, what's so going this on? It's funny yeah.
2: that you said yeah. this because NFC camps yeah. and everything else. I it's just like, had I don't a, know. A, a, like, a wicked adrenaline rush as I was asking my question oh. about Kayvon Thibodeau because oh. all I was thinking was, I haven't read, looked, seen. <laughs>
8: yeah, not no, ever. he blew his knee out. Of for day all, one, Paul. for all
2: I know, he's been on PUP <laughs> right. and <Yeah>. hasn't <laughs> practiced yet. Yeah. Like I, I'm dead no. serious, and right. Yeah. As I was saying the name Kayvon Thibodeau, I was like, oh, God, please let me, please, please, (laughs) please let him be, I've been, been practicing. You nailed it.
4: You nailed it. And, and then was, he was
2: like, oh, he's been really impressed. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was going to say for
4: Tamara and me, you know, we go out before practice to talk to the crowd a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, get, get them the loosened hype up man. a little bit. This, is, we hype this is the up hype crowd. Right <laughs> talk to the crowd before training camp practice. Excuse me. Hold on one second. He's going to say, right? I, I,
2: can I just tell you what he's going to Go ahead. Just go ahead. Get your stupid shot in. Go ahead. I am not ruin It's it. a
3: not a sh-
4: Are you serious?
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh,
4: yeah. No, it's uh, uh, maybe I'm exaggerating. Sarge, the, the, Sarge the is the host. But Sarge is the host. And Sarge threw the curveball. He's like, so what have you guys been seeing going on at the other camps? And I, me and Tamara both were like, ah. Right. I watched like, the Patriots. Yeah, I yeah. know. I, got. I think someone from the Broncos got hurt. Like That was that was the best I could come up with. But. So
3: you guys stand in front of the bleachers mm-hmm. and do, do a little, little back and, and forth little, with little, on the, a, on a on the, the wireless? Like yeah. this.
4: It's like the pregame. It's like the pre-practice show. It's, it's a it's pre-practice chin wag. Yeah.
3: That yeah. is in front of everybody at the bleachers? Yeah. yeah. Oh and yeah.
5: Mike gritted out on onto the field and everything. I did my
4: gritty. Everything. Yeah. Let uh. me tell
3: you something. That's kind of terrifying. <laughs> in front, there's a couple thousand people out there. Well, some days sh- more sh- than others. Sh- Mike sh- and I do that <laughs> up in the
2: club. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but that's for a bunch of people or a half in the bag, and they're not even really listening. <laughs> These people on the bleachers. I think there's
4: people half <laughs> in the bag on the bleachers <laughs> out there too. Uh, nine which nine is another g- thing I brought up. Which I mean, they they're full on selling beers out there. I'm like, who comes at 9:30 in like the like morning? You got you got a Bud
2: Light at 9:30, pal. You got a problem. (laughs) Okay, I have a
3: (laughs) confession to make. I don't know how many years I've been coming to camp. It's several I've never been down there. Yeah. I come in, I go up to the red level. I yeah. sit down, and I work for four hours, the, and then by the Paul time we're done, C- practice, practice. The I thought you were going <laughs> <practice say, laughs> to
2: say, Paul, why don't they have you out there? <laughs> <laughs> <in> the
4: crowd. <laughs> I think I think it, it got termed hype the crowd up like day one, because I was excited about it, and I went out and tried to do like the, how do we feel about Patriots training camp, thinking that I, these are my people that are going to be like the, oh, yeah, you know, give me the He's Matthew like Slater locker room on. breakdown. <laughs> crickets and i'm like that was the, that what? was the round of applause you so got then it then it's less <laughs> right then it's less of a hype and more of just like a, a gentle q and a before just, practice just to yep. what to look for mm-hmm. to
2: paint the entire picture yep. was mike and eric last year oh yeah yeah. Okay. Eeyore. Yeah. Eeyore. <laughs> okay. I'm just. I don't know. I um. I <laughs> do envision a conversation. I, I guess, why are I guess you we'll here? Watch camp. <laughs> I have no formal artistic <laughs> training.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I do have a like this picture in my mind now of you know around a conference table. All right, we need two people from Patriots.com, the most energetic, charismatic, good-looking, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Who do we put out there, Perilla? We're being serious. Bro. Oh,
4: that's that's that, that See, was. See,
2: now you took it to a different a place. Now Paul's hurt. I will very, uh, very listen
3: to me. I will. I will make you feel so much better. And another time, <laughs> oh, I, I, tomorrow I w- when
2: I'm bailing you out. No, <laughs> I, t- I will
3: tell you a story yeah. during a commercial break tomorrow about the worst experience I had in front of a crowd introducing. It was a band, and it was, <laughs> I mean, next level <laughs> horrific. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, no, no, it was real, real bad. All right. Um, I guess we can start taking calls, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's our show. We okay. You know? I mean, God Send knows how we can't take a break because we don't do that on this no. show.
3: What's phone number? Uh, it's, um, hmm. I forget, 855-PATS5. I don't know.
4: I'd also, I'm also cu- I, I'm intrigued here by Felger looks very, very worked up that Mac Jones isn't playing tonight. And I'm, I'm curious why, why he's so worked up about that. I,
2: if I were to get worked up mm-hmm. in general about things mm-hmm. that I don't really feel that strongly about, I, this would bug me. Yeah. Like if I was like Joe Fan, I'd be sort of annoyed oh, that he's oh, not playing. Just like
4: that. not getting to see him play as a, no. As a person. No. no,
3: he needs to play.
2: What? Mm. He's, what? he's entering his second year. He needs pl- he needs reps.
3: So we're gonna we're gonna do all this. Wait, but please, we got a lot of time to fill. Uh, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. We have
2: another hour and a half.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> with minimal breaks. And when I say minimal, I mean I none. mean none, <laughs>
2: By zero. But might have time to go potty
3: it is the story of today's game Mm -hmm. uh the reports are earlier in the week and who knows you know we may see mac trot out there and play a series or two you never you never really know until you know okay yeah you know uh, unless it's an injury or something that's been told to us but until the team says so do we know for sure that's number one do we know for sure mac is not playing tonight no No. okay that's number one multiple number two If he doesn't play, it is a huge story. And there are multiple reasons not to get angry. And I don't think that's right. No, just from a football perspective and as somebody who follows the team and thinks, you know, what would be best for the team? I think there's a lot to talk about there, which we will. Uh, but let's let's grab a couple of calls here. Eight uh, five five Pats five hundred. We begin with Steve in New York. Please let's start the season off right. Yes,
6: he's the- no. I'm here.
3: I knew it. <laughs> I knew Marie Matt was messing with me. I could tell. I saw you
4: reaching oh, over that was and pressing a perfect. button. Marie Matt just got me. Oh, that it, was perfect. It got me. Marie Matt, touche.
3: Steve, you are there. What do you have for us?
6: Yeah, I, guys, I'm depressed, man. I'm I'm freaking out that we're
2: going to be an zero and fifteen team this year. Um, we're going to be really, so bad. We're, we're only going to play 50 that. out of the 70. <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> I love it, Steve. <laughs> Cancel. I love it, Steve. Um,
6: you know, I, I you, know, you see these reports, you know that they're changing the offense, which I don't. I mean, I have no opinion on. I don't know the you know X's and O's. That's up to coach and, and right. stuff. But what I do know, what the a good idea and a bad idea, which is if you're going to change the system, which is fine. Wouldn't you bring coaches in that know that system and can teach that
2: system? It's a fair point.
6: Like, is, am I crazy?
2: No, no. I mean, you're crazy for thinking they're going to go 0-15, but you're not crazy <laughs> for wondering why if you want to change an offensive system, you don't get someone who knows that offensive system. I, I, exactly. I think that's and a that's a first guess. That's not a second guess. It,
6: it, like, it, like, people are thinking, like, Bill's a genius, but it feels like a really stupid move. And then tonight, I mean, I hope Matt goes out there, at least plays one to two series. Um, not, not like they don't have to show the new stuff, but just to get the rhythm with, the, with his receivers and just get back into that game mentality.
2: Yeah, and I that's, that's I, part of why I'm a little disappointed, Steve. Down. Sorry about that. Um, that's why I'm a little disappointed that he's not playing. Uh, well, if, you know, if Mike Reese is correct, if the report is correct, because I don't really think the system has as much to do with the passing game. As yeah. the running game, I yeah. think the the system is more offensive line and, and running oriented to me. With that, you know the like to me the passing game. Like you have your receivers throw it and catch it, and they haven't been able to do that consistently. Right. And it's not just because of a lack of time to throw. Yeah, that's been an issue. There's no question. The defensive line, Tamara, I think you said that like in your, during your key about mm-hmm. the offensive line. The defensive line has beaten the offensive line consistently in camp. So that has been a problem. Mac hasn't had enough time to throw. But there have been other times where the connections just aren't there. They're mm-hmm. not on the same page. He's not seeing guys open. Guys aren't getting open, and he doesn't have time. Like it's run the gamut of problems in the passing game. And that's why I think even if he played him for a series tonight, maybe played eight, ten, twelve plays, uh, could that hurt?
4: Yeah, I mean, I well, agree. could he get hurt? Though? I mean, could you? I mean, he's no, been, is he's that something that he's you're not
2: not playing because they're afraid he's getting hurt? Bill doesn't operate that way.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I kind of, i kind of hope that he does go out there and play like one or two series. Like he doesn't have to play a whole half, but it would be nice to see if the offense does work. But I'm interested though if it works with Zappy slash Hoyer or whoever plays, would that help everyone have kind of have hope that okay, this this scheme new scheme does work?
4: Yeah. I mean, would you play him the whole game? Would you play him a whole preseason?
2: Who Mac? Yeah. The like, whole game? No, I wouldn't play him the whole yeah. game. I would want to get him out there. To, uh, I, I just think he's in his second year. He's mm-hmm. not like a, a nine-year
3: veteran who doesn't need time. Yeah. Plus, N- he's in a new system. Mm-hmm. No, I would play him too, and I would put Zappy in because Zappy's. I, I think Pappy? he's. Ge- Zappy? <laughs> what happy? <laughs> no, I think Zappy's going to be your backy.
4: Backy? <laughs> <I'd, I'd laughs> hey, baby if got Zappi?
3: If you actually need a backup quarterback, and what you see, you know, again, there's nothing against Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Spartan. Um, Yeah, hey, if you can shout out your guys, I can shout (laughs) out my guys, right?
4: Spotty. Great. More college football. But is there. (laughs) Terrier. Crusader. Yeah.
9: (laughs) 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 At least you still have a team. (laughs) Not a mascot, though. (laughs) Oh,
4: (laughs) that's right. But the
3: the notion that you're going to go in with, you know, Brian Hoyer as the backup again, it's like, okay, we've seen enough times in the NFL over the last couple of years, you need a suitable backup, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a team who has any kind of chance of it. There's. I don't want to say it's likely, but there's a pretty good chance you're going to rely on your backup at some point during the season, maybe even for more than a game or two, and you got to have somebody in there. So I would get Zappi in there, and I'd give him plenty of reps, but an entire game, him and Hoyer, and any Hoyer yeah. snaps, I'm sorry, unless it is for instructional purposes only for everyone else to stand back <laughs> and watch this guy run the offense, is... Just so oh, it's, it's a borderline waste of time. <laughs> it's a terrible you. thing to say, but I'm, I'm sorry know, it is. I'm with I'm you. not telling I you know. I
2: disagree with you. So please do not yell at me as you all want to do sometimes. <laughs> oh. um, but, I, but I believe that Brian Hoyer is the backup. Like he, He's the backup. If something happens to Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer is going to
4: play. But.
5: I will say to Hardy's point, Brian um, Hoyer can't play. That <laughs> though they do need a reliable backup because
2: I prefaced it by saying right. I'm not necessarily right. agreeing with
3: it. The do you think? Hold on, Tamara. Hold on one second. Can Brian Hoyer play the position of quarterback in today's NFL? No. Okay, thank you. That's all. But
5: so I, I do think to your point yeah. that a reliable backup is needed, and hopefully Zappy is that. Because the one thing that Mike and I did notice from other people's training camps that we haven't watched, but we've received the notifications, there's been so many injuries. Like, between, like, the first two weeks of camp, sure. there were so many, yeah. like, prominent players that got hurt on multiple clubs. And so I'm wondering... So you would say
3: you, you would
4: SITMAC for that reason?
5: No. I still want to see him go a little bit. But I do think that it, it would be nice to see, okay... Zappy, how he does out there as well.
4: Yeah, and that's I don't agree with you, Hardy. Though, like I feel bad being like I just don't really care to see Hoyer. Like I know what he is, even if he is the the backup. Like mm-hmm. you just you want to see the young guys. Yeah, you, I'd love to just watch Zappy the whole night tonight and just I, see what he's got. I'll, I'll
3: just turn you know Bill's words against him. Football players no. play, you know, and and to paraphrase Al Pacino in Heat, you can get hurt walking your doggy. Right, you well, know, there's all trying, different I'm ways. I'm just going to say, like it, falling off a bike. If you're Chris, say I don't
2: say a lot of things about. Sort of personnel decisions w- with any degree of certainty. A lot of it, I, I give strong opinions because I'm kind of an opinionated guy. But no, I, no, it's true. I, I also can be <laughs> quite stubborn. Now, that's another, another, uh, you know. Breaking. When's your
5: birthday? Did we talk about Uh-oh. this? <laughs> we, <laughs> did, we did. Gemini. Oh. oh. Yeah. Did right. We, we, we talked right.
2: about it. Right. Yeah. We, did. De- we did. Tamara. Yeah. Duality. She, the did twins. You say, oh. Did you? Did you see? Did you, right? see, did you see the
3: scoffing? Wait. She when gave? when what are you <laughs> going to do your duties? <laughs> I didn't like that look. <laughs> Wait, Hardy. When's your birthday? <laughs> Aries. Yeah. March thirtieth.
5: I don't know if I know anything about them. Now. April
3: sixth. So She's gonna. You got two of them here. So I don't say a lot of those things with
2: with a degree of certainty. But what I am telling you with certainty is the reason Mac Jones isn't playing tonight, if he, in, in fact, doesn't play, is not because Bill's afraid he'll get hurt. I'm just telling you that with certainty.
3: He's not, it has nothing to do with Bill being afraid. It's not a get fear hurt.
2: of him being injured. I agree with you. I you agree. Know, that's
3: my, I that'd be, be my opinion. I can't
2: tell you with so. certainty <laughs> what the reason is, <laughs> but I can tell you what it isn't. That that one, that one factor is not... That's not why he's not playing.
3: I have a feeling we're going to hear more about this from other callers. Like uh, I don't know, John in Duxbury. What what do you have for us here on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan? What's up, John?
6: Well, I, I want to know, Paul. Uh, why are they changing the blocking schemes when they have uh, personnel that aren't athletic enough to execute it?
9: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I, I do think that's another reasonable point. Uh, you know, much like the the, the last caller uh, said about the if you don't have the guys to teach it. If you don't necessarily have the personnel, I do think that's a process. Um, if, if they want to make this change, maybe they couldn't get all their guys at, at once that were best suited for the scheme. But, you know, on the flip side, I will say, you know, one criticism is I, I do think Shaq Mason is very much suited for that kind of a scheme, and you opted yeah. to, 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 to deal him. Well, uh, but, uh, like, Isaiah Wynn, I think, brand. is a guy who, who this fits well. Yeah. Again, I'm not but, the offensive lineman guru. By, I'm not Dante. But by by Trent any Trent strong, Brown. But Trent Brown, Michael maybe. Wenyu, but maybe that's why they were so Andrews. intent on Trent Brown's weight. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to sure be a little move. smaller uh, to be able to to move like this. Cole Strange, Cole Strange fits I it. think absolutely fits that kind of a system. But I think so, a
4: question about Andrews too. Like,
2: so, yeah, you know, I, I, I do yeah, think yeah, there's I'm a little. Yeah, a you I don't. I don't him. necessarily. And, and not surprisingly, he's the guy who's been in and out of the lineup a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think Arlington Hambright, who we mentioned at the top, that's. <laughs> I, th- listen, that's, a real that, person. Na- that name is a mouthful, but <laughs> but get used to it because you're going to hear it a lot yeah. tonight. Yeah. And you might even hear me talk about him on TV <laughs> later, so oh no, stay tuned.
3: First time I heard Arlington Hambread, I'm like, has Bill gotten another lacrosse player to switch sports <laughs> again? sounds like a
4: Supreme Court I, I got a bad joke about it when they signed him, and Scal was probably the only person that could appreciate it. But like the demented thing that popped into my head was an animated movie about a pig who wants to go to Harvard, and that's the fake name he makes up to go to Harvard, Arlington Hambright, and they're like, you'll never go to, you're looking at me that, Arlington Hambright, that's, that's not like a name a pig would make up if he was trying to be a human and go to Harvard, nope, okay. This <laughs> is why Law and Order is better, okay.
5: the best show ever. I
3: thought you were going to throw why. a Carlton Whitfield at me from Secret of My Success, at least something that has some tangible... Hambright,
4: Hambright, you know, oh, uh, oh, you know, Hambright, yeah. Wow. Scout got it, see, this is what I miss, Eric, right now, he's the only <laughs> one who gets my dumb humor.
3: Um... <laughs> Thank you, Matt. (laughs) Thank you, Matt.
4: Needed to be done.
3: All right, let's go to Andre in Connecticut. Andre and the Patriots pregame show. What's going on, Andre? Yo, Dre! Hello? I think he's there, but
2: we just can't hear him. See, he's trying. He's trying. Why don't you
3: go to uh, Cousin Patty? All right, we'll go to Pat and Aguam. Andre, call us back if you can hear us. Call back we will try that. All right. Yes, cousin Patty. For the first time this season or preseason, uh, what's going on, dude?
8: Not too much. Just driving home, hoping I get home in time for the uh, for kickoff. But uh, great to be back. Fingers great crossed. To have you back, Hardy. Great to back. Party. Two hours. Great to be on the <laughs> pregame social. Uh, first things first. I just got to say regarding James White. Uh, much love and respect to him. The guy's been through a lot the last two years, and if. I said this in a group text with, like, Cat and Christian and Melvin, but if there's one guy that he can walk into any bar and have his his cat picked up, it's him just on Super Bowl 51 alone. Come on. I
3: I Ah. agree with you except for one thing. I think of James White in uniform as a patriot, and if you take a, a group of, I don't know, 10 players from that era and ask them to be identified out of uniform on the street, I think you're going to have more problems with James White <laughs> than other players. You know, he just nah. – it's part of his whole, I, I think, career as, like, unassuming. You know, he he was, he was here to play football. I didn't see him out and about a whole lot beyond football. He wasn't out promoting different brands and doing no. commercials and stuff. So I agree with you, Pat, in, in theory, but in actual practice – I bet James White is the type of guy who can kind of go about his business without being bothered all the time by fans because it's like, wait a second, was that James White? Yeah, you might not even know. Yeah. Is that is that fair? I think that's kind of accurate for a lot. Of, I mean,
2: a lot of football players in general. I think yeah. kind of anonymous because of the helmet and mask. But um, I think it's absolutely fair for James White. I, I just think he was a quiet guy who went about his business. So um, incredibly respected in the locker room, though, too. Yeah, you know, like I, you never you never heard anybody say anything bad. I'll tell you, one guy <laughs> that I thought just of was Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson talked about James White a lot last year and how much he helped him. That's it, it, just that. That's the kind of you know wh- when 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 guys like me, snor- you know, the sn- the snark attacks like me, like oh, right. we got to have Devin McCourty yeah. back and Matthew Slater. We got to bring them all back. <laughs> this is why Bill likes those guys yeah yeah like the James White's helped the Ramondre Stevenson's the Devin McCourty's helped the Kyle Duggars that's what that's the way it works and you know so I, I do recognize the snark of when I say like oh can we just move on and go to you can't have
3: all young guys but I would know Matthew Slater anywhere I would know Devin McCourty anywhere just something about the first thing. Yeah, it's, like, right. it's like David you're Andrews. Right. Those two guys. Time, the first time I saw David Andrews was when we were doing an event over at Six String. I didn't even know it was him. He just <laughs> looked like a bunch of other dudes who were hanging no, around Six I mean String that Sixth night. he could have been the act that <laughs>
8: night. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we, we were
3: up on the stage. He presented himself Sixth as, string, a, as an NFL stage. offensive lineman. It's not like this mountain of a man walking. It's like there's another guy. Yesterday,
2: this trio right here was ripping it up on Six String stage.
4: We're on the stage, grill, shooting our show, grill and stage, grill and stage, TV stars too.
3: You guys. You guys are bona fide personalities, each and every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I take back what I said, Paul, especially since I did notice you're growing your hair out a little bit this season, and I like it. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't get it cut. (laughs) I didn't get a TV
2: cut. I should (laughs) have. Oh, Pat, you're still My guy's going to yell at me tomorrow. (laughs) I'm still here.
8: Yeah, Yeah. was there anything else? I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's a couple things I'd like to uh, look out for tonight. One of the things, obviously, is just to see if they do uh, try and run the zone blocking uh, attack and just, just to see what that looks like. Uh, a couple other things. Just want to see some of these young defensive players. Like, um, I know it's preseason, but I just want to see how they react. Guys like Jennings and um, Ronnie Perkins and, and um, Cameron McGrone. See, see how they play. See if they swarm to the ball or if they're just, like, if their brain's in a blender out there. And I'm excited That's to a see good what one. that he yeah. can do.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think back to, like, Jawan Bentley. I remember him making, like, a big play, I think, in his rookie year. Like, you know, first game, it's just... Certain guys, the lights come on. They make plays, and again, like to echo the point, I feel like I'm making all offseason. They need new playmakers. They need guys who just are gamers and make plays on the ball, can get after the quarterback. So, I think just anybody who pops and makes a play early in this game, it'll it'll be encouraging, and you know maybe it'll propel them onto uh, you know more significant snaps going forward.
5: When you said lights come on and make plays, I thought about Kendrick Bourne immediately. Like. Just because we've been so silent during camp. Yeah. It's yeah. It's he has, Once we finally get to see him, he on has. The but field. I mean,
4: uh,
3: I heard so. And Pat, thanks no. for the call, buddy. We'll be hearing from you, right? Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope you make it home in the next hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he Where are you, Beirut? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, you work in Montreal, <laughs> what's going on? Um, about the Kendrick Bourne thing, mm-hmm. uh, someone was mentioned, mentioned that uh, oh, earlier today. It's like, okay, man, a little quiet. Is that his fault? The quietness from Kendrick Bourne so far in this camp? Or is it a function of?
4: I mean, there's seven different things you're trying to figure out what's going on right now. So it's like, why isn't he getting the ball? That's like 25th on the list of, you know, is Mac not seeing him? him. Is he not getting open? I mean, does Mac have the time? Um, But I would just say generally, he's the only one of those kind of top five receivers that I haven't walked out of a practice and been like, nice day for him. You know, nice day for him. He popped him in. I think Jacoby Myers has had a couple where, you know, he just was consistent. We know what, you know, Thornton's been doing, um, the contested catches kinda early on. I mean, it's uh it's been kinda a little bit up and down I think with Parker. But he still had had his moments with the contested catches. But and even Aguilar, I mean, I think he's been especially in the one on ones, I mean I know you can't take a lot from that, but he can shake guys and he's had some good practices. Born's the only one that the only time you've really seen him was kinda in the in stadium practice, which was a glorified walkthrough.
3: All right. Let's go to uh, John in Los Angeles. John on Patriots uh, pregame social fueled by Duncan. Hi, John. Hardy. Yes.
6: I'm always glad you're back.
3: Oh, thank you, John. (laughs)
6: Love it. Um, I'm very excited about the kickoff tonight and uh, watching car wash people play football. Um, (laughs) Hey, I wanted to ask why you think it is that people like Paul Carrillo, are able to see, and I know, Paul, you don't claim to be right every single time, but you're able to see in the first practice or two of Nikhil Harry that, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's a problem. That's not going to work. Mm. Um, and we can see in relatively few practices at Taekwon Thornton, maybe, that, maybe there's something there there. I don't understand why when you bring a guy in for a workout and you separate from studying tape because it's all a crapshoot, but you got bring a guy into a workout isn't there some kind of workout you can do that kind of replicates a training camp session where Paul Perillo can say, that guy sucks? Huh.
4: There's
6: no, I mean, I know yeah. it's more complicated than I think that, it's, a, no, it's, no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, but I, g-
2: it's, I get the it's question. It's way more I think complicated a good than that because I, yeah. I can tell you that there's a lot of, exi- first of all, I would never be able to do that for like a non skilled position guy. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch a wide receiver and say, oh, he, he moves really well, which I, I, you know, you, you could see with, with – sir. I thought Parker was moving pretty well in the spring. And, and, you know, as a guy who's not necessarily known as a burner, he's more, uh, you know, a possession, you know, body, you know, high point, catch radius kind of a receiver. But, you know, am, am I going to be able to tell you, oh, that offensive lineman, oh, he – you know, he can't do it. No, I wouldn't be able to tell. I mean, these, these guys are trained football mm-hmm. coaches and, and, and scouts, they and they, they understand. They I wouldn't be able to do that,
4: that for very many guys. No, but I, John. Like, I just
2: think Nikhil Harry could not get open,
4: and it was apparent yeah. the day he walked oh, on. The field. But, but I I like the question, John, because I think, like, when he walks onto the field, you look at him, and he, Nikhil Harry, looks like a first round pick. I mean, he is just an absolute Adonis in terms of his build. Um, but I think, like, the, it was the little things that you immediately start to notice. It was, you know, going up in a drill, coming down hard and flexing his elbow. He's got to run over to the trainer. Oh, he left practice early. Uh, you know, he's limited the next day. Like, it's, it was those kind of things, I think, out of the gate that you started to, like, ping your radar. And a guy like Thornton, he's just been consistent. He goes out there. He catches the ball when it's thrown to him. There's no real histrionics. He's just, you know, and, and yeah. that is, I know, and it's hard to avoid injuries and that kind of thing. But it's just day after day And I'm going to be fair about
2: it. him, too. So, I was, I, I did that about Harry, and you're telling me that I was right about Harry. My first impression of Thornton in the spring was not a good one. He looked kind of lost. Now, in training camp, I think he looks like he's getting better every single day. Mm-hmm. But if you would ask me, like, gun to my head, point blank, on, like, May 25th about Thornton, I would have said, um, doesn't yeah. look like he has it. And honestly, J- and Jacoby And now he does that. look like he has it.
5: Yeah. Jacoby mentioned that in his press conference, I think, last week. He mentioned that, you know, when Thornton first got here, it was a little...
4: Yeah, I think even Thornton said it, yeah. too, is he was, you know, they were a little over their head when they first got yeah. here.
5: And yeah, now, I mean, and, and now he's improved a lot.
2: He looked like that. He looked yeah. like a guy yeah. who wasn't really fluid because he was thinking and... Maybe that's all it was. And Once he got kind of comfortable in, in, in his environment, and now his athleticism takes so over because he has that in space. I mean, he's ridiculously fast.
3: So, John, in answer to your question, no, Paul does not have a drill that I can d- replicate <laughs> that. I wish I did. The secret sauce. It, uh, you could make a million. I'll stay in the city of angels, talk to Christian. Talk What's to going it. on?
6: Hey, you guys. It's football time, so I have a smile on my face. from ear to ear, and here we go. Uh, so, with uh, – one, I want to honor James White and just say, yeah, over the years he's given us some of the most incredibly just dynamic Patriot plays that have left us all in awe and at the same time been unassuming, sort of like a Barry Sanders type of presence with his, his grace. Um, as far as football goes, Easy. I'm really interested in who's going to fill that role. Do you guys see more of that being Ramondre Stephens at first and then Pierre Strong or, or strong in there? Or who do you guys see filling in that role? um up top and might we see any of that
3: tonight alright Christian first of all let's not invoke the greatest running back of all time we're talking about as good as James White and as great as James White was and Barry Sanders oh
2: I, I missed that part oh, yeah, the, yeah, line, and the Lions um, no, was, James White was a really good pass <laughs> catching
3: back James, yeah. uh, here's, uh, here's yeah. what I love about James White two things number one Paul Perillo always told me and I believe most things when it comes to football that Paul says why, why do
2: I know this is going to be a shot
3: it's not a shot at all you said he you you always spoke about him and his game with such reverence and the more I thought about it you know the streak uh, with no fumbles and the number of big plays and games you can you can point to the Super Bowl against Atlanta alone and say that's the James White game and you know between him and Brady, that's what is responsible for the greatest comeback and you know yeah. in my in my opinion the greatest super bowl game of all time and that's james white there's plenty of those moments
4: yeah he's just he's one of those patriots that you know maybe it wasn't an overarching all these stats all this kind of thing but he's just a quiet guy who did his job and when it came down to some of the big moments he was there to make you know those big plays and it was just you know and he's a niche guy it's it's a, it's a specific thing he did but it was important and he did it well and by
3: the way the quiet thing i don't necessarily chalk up as an attribute or anything i think it just i think it speaks to to who he was and the yeah. guy who let his play speak for itself and other guys do both, and that's fine. You know, I I, I really don't I, I don't have an issue either way. But when you're describing him and and you know what what he meant to the team in the time that he was here, but the thing that I love going back to is Brady's last year when I you know bothered you two endlessly.
4: Correctly <clears throat>
3: <clears throat> about the fact that hey, if you want to win a game, uh, it's a
4: combination. The
3: ratio. It's a combination yep. of thirteen either carries or receptions. Sparked
2: one of the great Paul. Slash hardy fights ever.
3: And was I right for the entire season? I'm just going to say yes because I don't know <laughs> if I'm I, And I don't even remember you fighting back because it was so obviously true. Because it was a
2: typical Paul-Fred fight where we were both arguing the same thing. <laughs> and
3: just kept arguing. And then like, why don't you get in on this? I'm like,
4: you're saying the same thing. <laughs> but, Brady,
3: but Brady's <laughs> final season, the games that they won, yeah. were games were... He incorporated it and they used James White in the offense. was yeah. a
2: really important part, even if he wasn't tremendously productive all the time. But having the threat of him, I I, I do think, was was a big part of it. And they missed that last year, even though Brand- Brandon Bolden Bro- had a uh, Bro- had a nice season in his place. And to answer the question, I think yeah. it was Christian, yeah. Ty Montgomery yep. is the answer. I think he's going to be the guy okay. that's going to take a lot of those roles. And I think what the Patriots feel – and. This remains to be seen. We'll have to see how it plays out. I think the Patriots feel they might have something, a a dynamic with Montgomery that they didn't with White in that when he's on the field, it's not necessarily dictating what you do. Yep. Because I think he can be used more as uh,
3: like a strict runner.
2: Right. And he's had from Green Bay
4: has experience in the wide zone kind of system. So some of the runs we've seen in training camp have looked good with Montgomery getting the edge. I
3: want to talk to you guys more about this in terms of a James White role in this new offense. you explain it to me if you could please don't speak to me like I'm a four year old just speak to me like I'm hardy and that'll suffice well, I need that ki- I need that type of explanation but <laughs> no, well, we're going to break down this no. offense yeah. a little bit we're going to say goodbye to TB oh yeah I don't
2: know if you know that. that's to to her initials know. she's on just like, just like Tom Brady
5: Don <laughs> calls me TB1
2: see oh
5: TB one is there the any, original
3: TB. Is there anything? D- is there any significance to twelve in your life, like for a birthday or a number? There's n- n- You can't no. think it. You should come up with something and then just go by TB twelve. You, you should mm-hmm. work on that. Yeah, just come up. I'll work on it. Get some reason my twelve is an important number for
5: I'll you. I'll work on it. I'll have something together by
4: it's next, pre- show. <laughs> next week. My high <laughs> school <I'll> number. Next week. Well, <laughs> good QB. <laughs> All right.
5: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. guys. Run. Thanks.
4: Yes, we'll s- uh. I w- well, to answer your question, I mean, I just—it's a third down. It's a guy who can. G- I'm sorry. Was I supposed to save this? Yeah, for we a ha- point? Yes, we oh, have to. Sorry. We have to break. Ah, oh, damn We it. have to break. Okay. Deuce. All right. So um, it's preseason for us too.
3: You want me to talk about Duncan Especially before we break? You. All right. Hey there, Patriots fans. <laughs> when you're, co- I'm not reading this. <laughs> when you're coming in hot, put it on iced. I love iced coffee from <laughs> Duncan. It's my second Sucked one today. It it's the best. They got the new Brown Sugar Cream Cold Brew or Mango Pineapple Dunkin' Refreshers, which my kids love. New England Patriots run on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.
0: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment... Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
9: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again.
1: Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
0: Johnny,
1: you're funny. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855
0: PATS 500 or email the show at web radio at patriots.com.
3: Same thing with your saltwater tap. And here, let me do everybody a favor. That's where that goes. What are we doing?
0: Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. All
3: right, so Deuce was getting ready to school me on this newfangled Patriots offense they're running. Oh, wait, was I? Isn't that what you right. were uh, you're oh, yeah. jumping the gun on you. here I a minute
4: you. ago? I got you. You distracted me. No, okay, uh, so well, st- I think the role is. I mean, and I think it's a good question. I think there's. Can I ask
3: the question again, please?
4: Please state the question. Please state Holy your question crap. in the form of a question.
3: Don't they do radio every day with you guys? Don't you do a patriots.com thing like every day?
4: Yeah, but usually I dominate the conversation. You I know, but stuff.
3: it's like, you know, just, you know, reset, set up. Patriots pregame sorry, show, Fueled by Duncan, oh Hardy, God. Deuce, Perillo, you know. Come on, and let's <laughs> do a show, okay? <laughs> okay? I mean, in, in Deuce's defense, we're not used Am to I having a, a host. <laughs> right. Am I being don't a
0: jerk? Am I being a jerk? don't like jer- talking about World's Original Podcast like that.
2: I know. Oh. World's Original. You know that, right? The first one. No, I don't. Yeah. Play it for him, <laughs> Matt. No. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. What? They talked about it on NPR. Yeah. Talked about what? We, we were the first podcast. The Me and the Fred.
3: Patriots.com Pat- was the world's first podcast?
2: It's one of the
4: first.
3: We'll
2: have, we'll have Matt cue that up after you tee up Deuce with this riveting question for wow. the preseason football.
3: Okay. Why not? It's not a riveting question, but it's a discussion point. And if you have other discussion points, feel free. Slide on over. Oh, I was making fun of him. for jumping the,
2: you, you asked a, a tremendous question. Oh, dang it.
3: I think we're all on edge. I'm not on edge at all. It's warm in here. It is, it warm. is warm in here. Okay, is that part of it? That's part of it. Here's, Here's
2: my Ginger question. Ginger ale has
3: no fizz. Um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Deuce. I was in a lot of season. State your question.
3: Newfangled offense. We keep talking. The new offense. The new install. And then I, I'm with Ted Johnson last week. You know, so there's Shanahan offense and this new offense. I said, okay, I think a lot of people either pretend to understand what you're talking about or don't understand it all and they don't want to admit it and there are a few people who get it especially when it's you know ted and zo getting deep on the x's and o's but seriously i know a little but like most things in life just enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. right so i really want to know when it comes to specifics say with a pass catching running back how does that Gel with this new offense that they're working on and installing this training camp season for the Patriots? Well, I
4: think it's a good question because this is, you know, a good question. The, the base of the Shanahan offense is really just, you know, kind of making the defense move to the side to side and getting offensive linemen moving to the side. So it, that part of it doesn't really play into having a receiving back. So the Patriots have been so specialized, and I would say if there was one kind of knock to the James White version of the offense was that, it wasn't as threatening against the run as it was when he came in. You kind of knew probably going to be a pass or a screen, you know, of some sort. They're going to throw the ball. So I think it's a good question as, you know, are they going to stay that way and use Montgomery? Because I think Paul made a good point that Montgomery can run a little bit in this system and he knows it. And we've seen him doing that. I don't think white would be as much of a threat to kind of, you know, get the edge and really have to, you know, stretch those runs to the side. So, it's a good question. I don't know if they're going to stay as specialized. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be much more balanced. But you know, it depends on what version of this kind of offense you're talking. The base is just this run, this simple run, trying to get your offensive move, get the defense moving side to side, open creases, and gash them. That's the basis of it, and everybody okay. else just builds off of that. And
3: there are there are other tenets to this offense. What you know, to my understanding, one of them are mirrored run and pass plays where you don't know. Sure. And again, but to, but to your point, it's like if James White's coming in the game, you pretty much you know what's going to happen. You're based on personnel. You used to be able to tell what was coming, and you just relied on the execution yeah. and Tom Brady and Julian Edelman to execute it even if the defense knew what was coming. So that, But this is a way to – keep them guessing longer.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I think That's it's fair? like any offense yep. though, where okay. you have your base kind of runs and then you start to run those and then you build off of it. You, you know, then as the Patriots have always done, give similar looks, maybe with different personnel in different places. And then you start the trickeration. So I think like a lot of this, and I, I think Paul kind of hit on it a little bit. Is like, it's, it's not that crazy what we're seeing out there. have, they done a bunch of wide zone runs. Sure. But other than that, the passing game is, you know, it's not like any of us can sit up here and tell Throw you what the, the difference pass. are in the passing See the, game. Well, the, yeah, the receiver you, pass you watch the, the wide zones, and that's what they are. And they didn't really do those in that capacity, you know, with no fullback and all that kind of stuff. It, it is different, they but they it's want it's to
2: do, like, and I, and I always preface this, I, I don't pretend to be an offensive guru. I, I leave that to guys that are much smarter than me, you know, trying to break down the X's and O's of what they're doing, okay? I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. And what I feel like – is happening is they're changing the way they want to run the ball the way Mike just described and it, if they can do that effectively off of that i think and we've seen I, you know who not a great quarterback but a guy who was great off of this particular play was Jake Plummer when he was on Denver with Mike Shanahan which started yep. all of this yep. just that sort of wide gap i'm going to i'm going to run out here and fake the handoff everybody's oh it's it's a stretch play and he's going to hand it to Clinton Portis or some, you know, Terrell, De- whatever, whatever the, the back was at the time. I'm going to pull it out. It's going to be a half boot the other way, and I'm looking to make a play, a chunk play. And I think the biggest thing missing from the Patriots offense last year was the lack of chunk plays. They couldn't get the ball down the field. I agree. Yep. And I think this is a way they feel they can dial it up because I don't know if they think they have the personnel to just sit there and say, we're going to start getting downfield. We're going to go Jamar Chase, and we're going to get the ball. Ooh, excuse me. Wow, <laughs> I never do that, and I drink a lot of Pepsi, and I never do that. My apologize. Your
3: body is telling you something.
2: Stop drinking Pepsi and eating donuts. Um, but I think that they might feel like they don't have the personnel necessarily to consistently just drop back and get the ball down the field all the time. So if we can, you know, do a couple of things to maybe, you know, slip a tight end deep. You know, we saw Johnu Smith. We saw Trey Nixon in the spring on plays like that, a handful of times. Can that be Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne? You know, with Devonte Parker? You know, getting down the field. You know, those, those little, you know, kind of those drag routes where you're, yeah, you're getting up, you're coming across all the way across the field. Those those plays take time to develop, and right now they haven't had that kind of time yeah. in training
4: camp. That's why I don't think we've seen any of it. Uh, one more thing, just to to touch on the scheme a little bit. Everyone says Shanahan, Shanahan. It's really now. If you really go back, and it's this guy, Alex Gibbs, who was credited with bringing it to the NFL. Now, the guy who actually brought it to college, though, was Kirk Ferentz. And so he went to Iowa and then employed, like, as the rules in the NFL changed in Pittsburgh in the early 70s, they started going with these lighter offensive linemen. So Kirk Ferentz is one of the grandfathers of this system. And I think Paul will remember, he was here the first couple weeks at camp.
2: Matter of fact, your station, Hardy, has shown a lot of B-roll today of... Practice shots, and one of the shots they keep showing is Bill next
4: to Kirk Ferentz. So, you know, when Bill was in Cleveland, he went to Iowa and got Kirk Ferentz and brought him to be the offensive line coach there. So, I, I think like we, there's a lot of c- connections between Belichick and this system that's not just like the Shanahan, which I was like, why this doesn't seem like Belichick that all of a sudden he's going to say, oh let's let's go steal this from him. I think the roots of this this whole thing are much deeper than that, and and he has some connections to it that I don't think everybody really is is realizing at this point
3: i have more questions on this with regard to the offensive line but that can wait until we uh get to some of our calls here like say for instance from jacob who's been waiting patiently in rochester jacob what's going on you're on the patriots pregame social fueled by duncan what's up man jacob I don't hear Jacob. Jacob, if you're uh, still out there, you can give us a call back. Instead, we'll go to Dick, who's in Connecticut. What's going on?
6: Hey, guys, thank you. You're making my uh, game experience better. I want to look at looking at your runner's rolling um, story. And, like, I'm a season ticket holder. I drive up the games. Like, are we thinking this is going to be a running offense? or are we uh, you know, hoping the defense
3: holds uh, out? Well, I think they're going to ho- hope the defense holds up until they can figure out what type of offense this is going to be, Dick. <laughs> I mean, I I think
4: th- they're going to run the ball. I think they're going to run the ball, and then they're going to try to take deep shots off the run, and that, that's going to be the foundation. It's not going to be spread them out and try to pick them apart. It's going to be try to find which one of these backs really clicks with the wide zone and just start building off of that. And that'll be the early foundation, but slowly as the season progresses, they'll build more and more stuff. We've already seen you know, some of Mac rolling out, that kind of stuff, but that, this will be the foundation
3: At of the that. risk of sounding like I'm living in the past here, how big were the chunk plays and how big of a, a part of the offense was it for the Patriots when Tom Brady was here?
4: Oh, the, it was not. I was not. What, What the the run game just generally mean?
2: No, the chunk plays.
4: The chunk. How big were the chunk plays?
2: I don't think that was ever a big part of of Tom Brady's cuts. but the difference is there's only one Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what Bill Belichick's theory on defense always was for years and years and years? You know, we're going to keep the ball in front of us. We're going to make them, you know, settle for six yard completions, eight yard completions. We're going to tackle well. We're going to keep the ball in front. You know, GTFB defense and make sure we don't give up any big plays. And we're going to make the other team execute. If they're going to score a touchdown, it's going to be 10, 12, 14 plays. And more often than not, if you do that, you're going to get a holding call. You're going to get someone to drop a pass. Or someone's going to misfire on a pass that was, a you know, an easy completion. Something like, like you that. Make it you might get a know, fumble after they get tired. Yeah, drive maybe, maybe, you get, maybe you turnovers. get pressure on a key third down. You get off the field. You're holding to a field goal. That's... That was the way the Patriots played defense for a lot of years. But Bad. you know what the difference is?
3: Don't break. Don't break.
2: When, when you do that to Tom Brady, he he doesn't break.
9: Right.
8: Yeah.
2: If you want to make him go 14, 15, 16
3: plays, okay. he does. Yeah, he wants to be out there longer. So they can do <laughs> what
2: Mike is talking about. They can spread it out. And, you know, gotcha. like la- last year, I think he, he was like one of the lowest ranked quarterbacks in the league in terms of like air yards per pass attempt. Mm-hmm.
3: Brady, yes, no, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just double checking, but, the,
1: but that is the, the goat. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was that too, is, <laughs> actually,
3: that is the explanation. The chunk plays were were never an issue because the Patriots, with Tom Brady leading the offense, had no problem going twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Right, plays what, but down I
4: mean, it, to be fair, I mean, you had the Moss years, you had you know Paul's guy Brandon Cooks. I mean, they, there were certainly players that that were able to stretch the field and and you know get the ball, um, you know, with some of those chunk plays. But, but I, I also think it's part of the league now where it's just. You, you can't do that anymore. I think defenses are too good. You need to have some kind of explosiveness to your offense, and well, the defenses, too are, to the defenses well, see, are too good
3: up front, but the corners are also have their hands tied a little bit by the way the game is sure. being played now, and you've got a better chance of completing some I'm of those psyched. chunk
2: plays. We're an hour and nine minutes in. I got an argument coming.
3: Okay, go ahead. What is right. it?
2: So I agree with what Mike just said, only for the wrong, for a completely opposite reason. You said you can't do that anymore. You have to get some chunk plays because the defenses are too good. I think it's because the offenses are too good. That too. Yeah. Like, I I think you can if. If you have Tom Brady, you can still do the 10, 12, 14-play drives. You know, and Aaron Rodgers and guys like that that can consistently do that. But I think nowadays you have to find a way to score points because I don't care how good your defense is. Yeah. Do you know what, like, the worst offense in football averages Like 16 points a I game. was going to say it's – 15, pro- 15, I 16 said, points I said a said game. It was,
3: gu- was going to guess 17 were as high right. as 20, but, yeah, that That's the
2: worst right. that you're going to be. So you need to it's get not 10 you know like what was the stat last year the, the, the Patriots were winless in games where they the other team scored more than 20 I don't
4: know two 20,
2: mean, th- something like that 22, 23 sounds right <laughs> you know I, I forget exactly what the number was, but forget they could too. once you got beyond a certain score, the Patriots couldn't keep up with you that's how you and, and I think in order to keep up. You got to find a way to get some chunk plays. So I agree with Mike's premise. No, I, I don't I, agree with the you know I, the, no, the reason. I, I
4: think to be honest, I think you're more right. I mean, I think that's probably more of what it is. Is, is keeping Bam. pace. Is so, keeping so much pace. for an So much for the argument. Yeah, sorry, because you're because to your point, it is harder for defense. I don't think it's th-
3: well. That's that's just it. I think you're both wrong. I think I think the game is called against the defense. Oh, now. I I yeah. agree.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think the offenses are too good, and you have to find well, a way it's to not, keep them. Op-
3: it's, uh, it's not even that they're. Uh, too good indicates that they've gotten much better over the years. No. Oh, I see what the, the you're saying. The game is called yeah. for offense. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, I, I see what you're saying. You're not giving the credit for the offenses for being no.
3: more, more skilled. No.
2: But it, they're just more productive because everything is geared to them. Yes. Yeah. That's it. This is really unfortunate. That's twice <laughs> I thought I had an argument, and both times I agreed with you guys. William,
3: William in Philadelphia. What's up, William?
7: Hey, what's going on?
3: Good to hear from you. What do you got for us?
7: Uh, okay, uh two questions. So um I, I would like to see the offense this season just carry the team, like carry the defense. You know, the, there were there were seasons and times where the defense, you know, carried the offense. So like to see the offense do it this time, you know, it it would be nice, you know what I mean? To see a score, you know what I mean. Oh, I any, I, any I, I just think you have to to,
4: to, to some, some extent in this NFL. Like I just I it's it's hard to imagine a team being defensively carried William, let's it's hard to imagine
2: season. that, and then you know, obviously the best teams and Brady's teams did this all the time. They could beat you thirteen to seven, and they could beat you, right. you know, forty-one thirty-eight.
3: And William, I'm with you just from a fan per perspective. From a something you know, someone yeah. who just watches the games. They're more fun. It's more fun. It's more fun to watch an offense carry the team, and it you know, it might put you on the edge of your seat if your defense is routinely giving up. Twenty-three points a game, but if you're going to outscore him by four or seven or whatever, okay, that's that's a that's a more exciting and compelling game to watch. What what else, William?
8: Okay, and also, um, uh, what
6: what uh, this will follow, now? So, Paul, what do you think about? Well, actually, this will all be. I, I don't even care at this point.
7: What do you think about um, Roquan Smith, the the linebacker from the Bears?
2: I think he's terrific. Just asking for improvement
7: that's asking for a trade would. Yeah, I and think he's a terrific remember, player. Do remember, yeah. Do you remember when Bill was down at a pro day and was Bradley Chubb and Roquan Smith and he was showing them some type of uh, move or whatever as far as what they do? Do you think Bill might have interest in him?
2: I think every team in the league would have interest in Roquan Smith. I think he's a terrific player. Absolutely. Right.
3: All right. right. William, appreciate okay, the Joel, call. Thanks, man. All right, take care.
2: Yeah. Now, if you're asking me, do I think the Patriots will win that battle? You know, if he if he ends up getting traded, I can't see that. Um, the only way I could see the Patriots doing it is if Smith has backed the Bears. You know, I, I don't know if you guys you guys have seen this story. Yeah. Like Roquan Smith, really good. You know, you know, inside linebacker for the, you know, just an all around linebacker. He does, he's one of those yeah, three down athletic. guys that does a lot yeah. of things, sideline to sideline. Um, oh, he, he. He's demanding <laughs> a trade from Chicago,
3: right? So I saw, I, I, saw, I saw it. Yeah, that uh, is, Well, I, mean, yeah, I meant more me for like right the now. listeners in case oh, they don't okay. know what we're talking yeah. about.
2: Um, some, when you do that, you you sometimes you you put your team in a bad spot because now they've lost all their leverage. And like Roquan Smith to me is worth at minimum a first round pick. But does Chicago look at it and say, "Well, the whole league knows that we have to trade him <laughs> now." <laughs> Right. You know, because he's not going to play for us, and I got to get rid of him. And now maybe someone gets him for less. If that happens, and maybe they can make a trade, and they don't have to give him the contract right away, then you know I think they would still have to clear cap space for him. Yeah, a- as is now because he- he's still you know, he he's a really good player. I I, I he really fits li- that mold that I we really get, like- that We
4: get enamored with, and I mean, right now it seems like they're going to give it a go with Matt Wilson really like and Raekwon McMillan and, and that kind of role, but. I mean, he's you know, an outstanding, modern-day linebacker that can run all over the place.
3: Um, I want to get to some emails here. The first thing I have to touch on here is from uh, James Pettigrew, who says, the best deuce entrance at training camp – is appearing from the side of the ice freezer in his blue poncho, then disappearing Homer Simpson <laughs> style. And he said he saw it live yeah. on the NFL oh, Network. That's a good oh, good yeah? Did you ever see no, that? I have not no, seen
4: it. it was, uh, you probably have that. It happened you? last year. I, I'd probably dig it up for you. I was uh, I was coming down to the studio, and and the NFL Network was filming Bill and Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis was doing his <laughs> uh, one-on-one with Bill like right over there. Right over there. So I came around the corner. And, like, you just see me, like, stop, and then I did the old, like you said, the Homer Simpson, like, slowly just back out of the way. But, yeah, I almost ruined the shot. But thank thank you for bringing that up, James. I appreciate it.
3: Uh, from David, uh, I can't wrap my head around a terrible defensive coordinator and a head coach now being the offensive play caller. Whoa, whoa, easy, easy. Were there any better options this offseason? Was there anyone on staff already? I don't get it. Um, this is uh, David in Maine. So, how about this? How about we make this a little more diplomatic? Um, you've got a guy who was a former DC and uh, a head coach who had issues in Detroit. Now be the uh, now the offensive play caller and
4: and the offensive line coach, which I don't think you can sweep because he's running me. over across the field the whole time and sweep this to yeah. me.
3: That's the story.
4: If that Patricia is the, story. is the
2: offensive coordinator, Billy Yates is really the offensive line coach. Okay, right,
3: but. Is anyone saying that Patricia is the offensive coordinator or is he just calling I call think him?
4: after tonight they're going, they'll de facto, probably. I mean, because it'll probably be, he'll have the headset on probably, he'll probably be calling the plays and, that, and then this will kind of be what it is now. But this is I the, honestly th- have no idea what to expect tonight. Okay, Deuce, so, Deuce's scenario sounds good to me. And <laughs> when we were
3: talking about who's getting the looky-loo tonight, you know, we were talking about this last week, long before we found out that maybe there won't be any starters playing tonight or very few starters playing tonight. Most people were going to be watching the sidelines anyway to see who's calling the plays and see what the dynamic is like is Bill coming over to his play caller and you know you go back and watch you know hours of film over the years the number of times that Bill atro- approached Josh McDaniels on the sideline while the offense was on the field you could probably count on one hand you know short of a, a playoff game it's just those things kind of operated independently will it be happening tonight yeah. if Patricia's calling the plays it will, will Bill be, interesting. be sidling up next to him that I don't know that will be interesting
2: because I wonder if you know, obviously, Bill didn't need to go to Josh a lot, you know, with all the experience that Josh had, certainly the second go-around. But I do wonder if, if Bill just, you know, just said to Josh, like, on the headset or whatever, you know, even though they're both on the sideline. Or, you know, you walk over and, like, here, yeah, right? sure. you know, let's run it here. Yeah, sure. no, let's run it here. Sure. And if we see a difference with that tonight, like Hardy says, do you see Bill go over to Joe Judge or go over to Matt Patricia or – when Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi come off the field, is it Bill mm-hmm. that's going over to the quarterback saying, you know, you know, what did you see there, you know?
4: I just – I mean, I don't I don't mean this to say – I have no idea. No, and I don't either, and, and, and kind of in retrospect now, and I, I'm not saying this as if, like, this was the only thing they could do, but, like, what should they have done? You know, like, what sh- – should they have brought in Adam Gase? I mean, I, I don't think that they could have just hired somebody to run I, Josh's offense. Should they just brought in Adam Gase and let him kind of I think especially M- if they mentor? were going
2: to do this change to the offense, they should have brought in an offensive coordinator that had some – background with that, yes.
4: Yeah, like snag a quarterback coach from, like, the Rams or the 49ers or something like that. Yeah,
2: and and someone, uh, like, at the very least, at the very least, if you wanted to go with Matt Patricia and or Joe Judge, at the very least they should have hired – like an offensive line coach.
3: That's my point, Paul. Yeah, I that's the Paul. I that's, I. that's the point I brought up a couple of days ago. And nothing against offensive line guys and guys who watch the. You know, Greg Bedard. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I defer to you on all matters. But how many? How many people out there right now in the college or pro levels? Have the requisite skills to come in here and help coach your offensive line. There's got to be 50 guys that and, could that could come in and, and do that, that staff,
2: job. Like you know, it's. Now, I, mean, I always, I always think it was for that job with the Patriots. I always think it was overrated because the the Patriots always had a lot of coaches that didn't. It, it, the title thing for Bill is nothing new. There's always been a lot of guys around the coaching staff that haven't had – Right. <laughs> like, every every team used to have, like, an offensive quality control coach, a defensive quality control coach. We never called it that. The Patriots have never done that. But there's been guys that have done it. They just didn't have a title. And I can remember names from, like, 100 years ago, guys like Ned Burke and you know, guys that never had a title on the staff, they, but they were here. So, like, I think the size of the, the staff, everybody always – like, Fred used to say, like no, – uh, they have the smallest staff in the league because they don't need all that, you know? And I was like, they have the same amount of coaches every other team has, <laughs> but they just don't have... There's like five of them that don't have a... Well, now... There's just coaching assistants. Now all those yeah. guys have, have titles. You know, like uh, V'Angelo Bentley and Ross Douglas and these you know, these guys have the come yearbook. in. <laughs> Vinny Sinceri. Like, these guys have all come in as coaching assistants. Now, in, in a lot of cases, they've moved up. I think Ross Douglas is the wide receivers coach now, Right? Yeah. I get that one right. Vinny Sinceri works with the running backs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, try. these guys were, like, coaching
4: assistant, like, last year. Yeah, I and, and to your point, Hardy, like, I just feel like it's so hard for Matt Patricia to be successful this year. Like, it's going to be so easy to put all the blame on Matt Patricia, whether it's the blocking, whether it's Mac, whether it's the play calling. I mean, you know how many times we have people calling here being like... The play calling. I mean, everybody's an expert on play calling, but you know, just like he it's, unless like the whole thing looks amazing and they're a top 10 offense, people are going to be coming from Matt Patricia and like and I partly blame Bill for like putting him in that position. It's like, you know, it's it's, He's it's, it's got he had a target spot.
3: on him since the day they brought he him back. He has to be
4: perfect this year. Because I of, agree with you, Deuce.
2: B-
3: yeah, because of what happened in Detroit and now that he's back to 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 make him the offensive line coach and to have him calling the plays, I'm not saying you had to bring in somebody who was going to be the next Dante Scarnecchia, but get some kid from the mining right. school that you yeah. you seem to love so much, who who <laughs> seems to know offensive line, get him out and let yeah. give him the give him the title, so you don't have to, so Patricia doesn't have you know double bullseyes on him, right? Now.
4: And I mean That's you've gone brutal. you've gone from Scarnecchia, of course, a legend, then it was Popovich uh and, and the other coach last year who left and that, you know so it's just it's kept turning over lost him then to to, to the Raiders uh with Carn so I mean it's just there's been so much turnover in four years and you know it's it's and, and maybe they love Billy Yates and maybe they feel like Billy Yates just needs a little bit of help but I don't know I just I think it's a really really tough spot for Matt Patricia this year to you know one way or the other I feel like people are going to be coming for him if, if it doesn't all work perfectly which of course it's not going to
3: let's uh let's go to greg in california greg you're on the uh patriots pregame social fuel by duncan what's up greg
6: hey guys uh i've been noticing that since the offense is doing so bad in camp a lot of people are kind of focusing on that and kind of excusing the defense not you guys but a lot of media and such i was just uh Wondering, you guys have been at camp. Do you think we have any corners that can truly play man coverage against wide receiver one?
2: Mm, No. I don't think you're going to see a ton of man. Yeah. I don't.
6: So do you think it's sustainable to play zone and just hope that the wide receiver one's hurt every time we play a good team? It's
2: worked pretty well the last 22 years. (laughs) No, wow. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I I think that they're going right. to have to play some man, yeah. um, obviously. But I do think he, he, it's like the last half of last year. They I think they started out the season saying we want to play the way we play. And I think they looked at it and said we can't do that. I have
4: to play some. We have to play more zone. Yeah, there's there's some big questions. I mean, as to that, but I mean, I would say I think generally you just don't know in the defense. There's a lot of new guys that are going to be involved, and you know what we're seeing that I like is that you're seeing some one-on-one disruptive guys, which I think are just a key to a good defense up front. Guys that can win one-on-one, so you know they take matchups away from other people. But you know, between the linebackers, between all these safeties, they're a game plan defense. I mean, I Paul's right. It's going to be some zone, some man, but I think it's going to be more zone. Ah, How turn. do they use all these safeties? You know what? And, and we've seen them experimenting with Jonathan Jones on the outside a little bit. Marcus Jones was excellent in coverage and mirroring guys and f- flipping his hips and sticking with guys in coverage. So they do have some guys with the skill set, not the big guys, but. I think they have some matchup pieces that they'll play with that it won't be like, oh, God, you know, what but it's it's a murderer's row. It's a murderer's row this year of receivers that they have to play.
3: A little bit of housekeeping here. Before Paul steps aside to do, uh, take care of his uh, duties, to do his duty with the, uh, with the flagship Gee. over there, I never want to have a conversation while you're out of the room that you would rather be a part of. Oh. So I'm going to give you a couple of options here. <laughs> of things that you go you guys go ahead and talk about that without me talk amongst yourselves i do want to talk to uh to deuce about the antonio brown story from earlier today that's a
2: good one to talk to when i'm not there
3: oh okay so you don't care about that okay there's also. i mean i think
2: it's hilarious it's not that i don't care okay that's that's certainly you don't need me to pile on
3: all right that's good that's what we'll talk about while you're out of the room yeah what, what, what about the Lions on Hard Knocks? Did you watch oh, the I first episode yet? Uh,
2: I, I lo- absolutely love. There's the shot that I was talking about with Bill with Kirk Ferentz, by there the way, go. on uh, so 985, telling him what to do. Um, I, I loved the Aiden Hutchinson, Billy Jean thing, I, and yeah. not just because like you know you see you know rookie goes up make you know makes fool of himself, the, the but the way the whole t- like yeah. that's that's cool. I'll so see, the I'll way I'll the whole team jumped in with him, I, I'm you didn't like it. You thought it was it was I no good?
4: Dis- you
3: know me, right? I'm a bit of a... You hate, s- you hate everything. I hate everything. I hate fun. I hate hardos, like all this stuff. I like Dan Campbell. Yeah. I like what they oh. got going there. They might be... I don't like Dan Campbell. I, I think that's a problem. I think he knows... Dr. Phil. No, he knows... He, everything is with a wink. He knows what he's doing. He knows he comes off as a... Hardo meathead cement. He head. cried
4: like three times in the but, first episode. Okay, but that's Hardo <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's Hardo stuff. But, but can he
2: coach? Like, I know he can motivate. I, I think can he
3: coach? I don't know that don't he can, know. but I think they're going to be the most likable six and eleven team. <laughs> I mean,
4: <laughs> okay, in the league. Then the, I'm, uh, I am in agreement. Uh, then. Oh, I, I'm bummed, but I, I did watch the episode, so I'm excited to talk about. It. Do we have to take a break or anything before we jump into
3: no, it? No, no. You and I are just. But I mean, keep Dan Campbell was
4: here. crying. Was that Jamal Williams started crying in the middle of a speech? And and the thing that really struck me hardy with with hard knocks is how physical they are. It does not look like what's going on out here. There are guys going to the ground and tackling in the Lions practice like you've never seen here out on, uh, at Foxborough. So I think it's uh, We're going live day one. Right? What? I don't mean to do this to you, men, but this is what we have to do. You know, like that's what he's yelling at them. Uh I I found it. I and I've I've been in and out of hard knocks over the years, but I uh, I I've, watched this I haven't one. watched it in years. Yeah, and I was
3: of course in, I'm back yeah. in because. I grew up in Detroit, and I, I – look, someone needs to root for these guys, right? Well, someone I mean,
4: they seem pretty likable. I mean, I I, think you know. They're,
3: I think they're a likable team. And the thing about Dan Campbell, which I go back to last year, I think we talked about it on one of our, our post games here, was after the school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, and, and the Lions had got – you know, they, they snapped the the losing streak, or maybe it was the winless streak. I can't remember if they picked up the tie or the win. And the first thing Campbell does when he gets to the podium is he does five minutes on the school shooting, and he talks about that eloquently, poignantly, uh, without a any. You know, he wasn't doing it for the attention. He was doing it because it was heartfelt, and I think, I think he's a good guy. Uh, I yeah. and I don't, yeah. I don't know him from Adam. But you know, you at first glance, whether he's doing the push-ups or he's doing yeah, whatever,
4: like, I'm like fifty up-downs. it was like freaking
3: guy, you know, <laughs> the kneecap biting and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. But the more I see of him, that moment post-game after after a Lions game, and then watching a bit more of him here in Hard Knocks, I'm like, I I like it. I like I. I like what they're doing there and I don't know if it's gonna to amount to anything in yeah, terms of right. wins. That's the question. <laughs> but,
4: but don't you it, I, I did his opening speech to the team, I was like, I'm in, I'm gonna watch this whole episode just based on, you know, this speech and you know, I don't I don't, get up, I don't, I don't. On have... the way
8: up we're gonna bite a kneecap off, <laughs> and all it, right it, it's, and we're gonna stand up and then it's gonna take two more shots to knock us down.
6: All right, and on the way up we're gonna take your other kneecap. I, uh, there,
4: there was even more of that stuff but like it's hard for him too cuz he's just like cheek. a walking cliche of yes. just his how jacked he is and the voice and the goatee and the the whole thing but, but uh, he
3: knows it he's, he's got does. he's got remarkable yep. awareness yeah. of of how he comes off and what he's doing he doesn't care there's
4: I like him there's a certain
3: I, comfort in that
4: the, the, the big my big question's coming away and looking at them as a team that the Patriots are going to have to play this year sure. was the physicality but also all the coaches are former players. You know, it's 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 interesting here. You got a lot of player, I mean, certainly Troy Brown. I mean, there are some guys Vinny Sinceri, that played, but you know, Bill, Bill's kids like a lot of those guys, Matt Patricia like did not play NFL football. So it's, you know, it's almost like the coaches against the players and a wow. lot of those players who the Patriots kind of smacked around a little bit over the years too. So
3: That was the one thing I didn't quite dig was the the amount of jawing back and forth between that the coaches. That felt excessive.
4: That felt excessive I'm between, like, uh, well, it was, uh, it was Aaron Glenn, who I think is the defa- defensive coordinator, and then, uh, is it Deuce Daly? I think a Deuce yes, Daly is I, the offensive coordinator. And it was like, you guys are working. Like, are you really? trying are you, to talk talk this much trash to each other? Are you or really? really? Are you wor-
3: Are you paying attention? Are you really working? Because it seems like you're you putting an you're, you're awful lot of time, energy, <laughs> and effort with your ne- your next and dig at you your buddy over there. And you're on
4: defense, there. and the offensive coordinator just doesn't shut up about how bad you guys are. Yeah, I mean, you're you're. St- I know you're going against each other, and it's competition, but the end of the day you're still a team that has to come together and win games for each other so that um, that was i'll I'll be curious i i'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it hutchinson's a really you know he's a likable kid too that the concert as paul said was was great i love that he like started to come in was a little off key yeah (laughs) and then like backed it up and then restarted so um you know he's he's probably going to be a handful for uh for a lot of offensive tackles this year.
3: All right, let's get to uh, a couple more emails here, and then we'll probably have time to do our Antonio Brown segment before (laughs) Paul gets back in. Can't wait. Uh, This is from Stacy, wants to know, uh, do you think Ty Montgomery could potentially fill uh, James White's role in the backfield? We've already covered this a little bit, but quickly, Deuce. Yeah,
4: I, I think so. I, I just don't think it's going to be as specific as it was before. I think he's, he's he'll run it a little bit too, and uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson catches the ball pretty well. And that's and what Pierre Richard. Strong, and, that's what Richard yeah. in Ohio nope. says. Yeah, go ahead. No, no,
3: no. That's it. No, yeah, go, Yeah, I'm yeah. Just yeah he
4: does. He, he he he's looked pretty good to just you know catching the ball. I don't know if they believe in him to be that role, but you I know, mean, my hope is that you just have backs, and it's not like up. Oh, here comes a pass. I mean, obviously, third and long, you're going to have a certain you know, light package for that. But I'd love to see Ramondre catch a little bit. Pierre Strong just starting to come on a little bit in the last couple of days as he's gotten healthy, it seems like. I'd be curious tonight if him or Kevin Harris are able to you know, have that preseason. Uh, you know, there's always a running back in preseason that blows it up. Probably be J.J. Taylor as well.
3: Um, we have one here from Todd in Greenville, North Carolina. He believes the year's entire success will be based on offense. Yeah. Too many opponents with capable offenses for our D to lead the team. What do you say? I I disagree Todd at least at the beginning of the season. I think your defense is going to have to keep you in some games to start.
4: Yeah, I think the defense is going to have to show something new and it starts right off the bat with with Tua and Tyreek Hill and you know just everything going on there down in Miami and 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 how much success Miami has had against the Patriots. I do attribute some of that to Brian Flores being there and you know just a little extra juice, but at the same time, I just I think the Dolphins have kind of out-executed the Patriots in, in key moments over the last three seasons, and you know that's uh, right off the gate. You, you start with one of your your hardest divisional road game, and I think the defense is, is certainly going to have to show up and, and play really well against those guys.
3: Marcus and Waco says I'm hearing a lot about fans being upset that Tyquan Thornton is number eleven. Hmm. I understand the history of the number. I'd Like, to uh, get your guys' take on this.
4: <laughs> I know I wanted to see him in '88, but uh, I'm fine with '11. I don't know. People take it personally with Jules. I, I'm a fan of putting numbers back in. I said it before. We should unretire. I think Brady. No disrespect to Andre Tippett, who's probably in the building. Don't kill me. I think just retire Brady, and everything else is back in. I mean, I don't know how how Nelly and, and Tip and you know Bob D and all these people feel about that, but. I just think it's an honor. It honors the players, you know. I, I like going out there and still seeing a number fifty out there, you know, and, and the legendary page. I don't need to see it. Oh, it's just in the Hall of Fame. No one's ever going to wear that number again. I, I think the way they're doing twelve right now, make twelve, and it'll be fun. I think eleven fits Thornton well. He's skinny, right? Two two ones. It's kind of well, perfect until
3: <laughs> the number is retired. You can wear the number. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: don't. Well, I, on that too.
3: I understand what the problem is. I really don't. I. All right. Whatever. Um, great to have the Patriots pregame show back for the 2022 season. Hope the uh, play on the field runs as smoothly as your show. What are you listening hey. to, Bob in Wilmington? Uh, you guys haven't missed a beat. The only thing I'm hoping to see tonight is the team functioning smoothly, not perfectly, just smoothly. I would I would settle for smoothly. Yeah. Um, now, he's talking about correct personnel on the field, no unnecessary timeouts or stupid penalties. Well, it's preseason, so... I don't know that you would see a ton of that anyway. Yeah. But honestly, just something to show that you can run this offense and that you can do something out there that's not a complete train wreck because there were moments in camp so far where it was train wreckish.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what's, you know, fun about the wide zone Run that they do. I mean, it's just, you know, rep to the right, rep to the left. I mean, it's the same play and it's it's pretty identifiable, which is, you know, fun. Usually they're doing scheme stuff and it's so beyond your level of grasping it as, you know, even a, a football analyst that, you know, we do study it, but it's, you know, these guys are in the, in the weeds of it all. Um, I think we'll see it tonight and I think you'll get a sense of how well some of these backup offensive linemen move. I think there could literally be starting jobs one tonight, you know, based on how in sync they, they work. I mean, that's the big thing about this. It's about reps. Um, you know, go back a little bit to the Alex Gibbs, Gibbs thing. I mean, this is the only run he would run. Like, they just they wanted to do this one thing and do it well, and it's all based on timing and being on the move and being able to pick up blocks on the move and for the running backs to be able to make their read and, and find the hole and explode through it. So it's such a timing issue. I think you'll see it tonight, and I think you will get a little bit of a sense. Even if it's not the starters, you'll get a sense of overall How's the operation running and you know, are these guys starting to get in sync with that, that running play?
3: Let's get to Antonio Brown's comment on <laughs> social media today. <laughs> should we should we
4: read it? Should I pull it up?
3: I, I want you, I have I it, it in front st- of me. I have it <laughs> in front of me, good. but if you, I you know, you're the one who brought it my, to my attention, so I will give you the honor of reading it if <laughs> uh, you would like I,
4: I don't have it up, but if, if you want to give me I, any highlights, it's uh I'll give you the whole thing. About, go. It's
3: it's worth it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Antonio
3: Brown posting today. <laughs> My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker (laughs) or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. (laughs) Antonio Brown on his biggest regret. Now, so it was, it's treated like a quote from a story, but I think he's just like
4: making a statement?
3: Saying it, and then it's Antonio, okay. So that's Antonio Brown. And his biggest regret is that he'll never get to see himself play live.
4: He loves him some, some Antonio Brown, clearly.
3: That's one way of saying clearly.
4: it. Clearly. Uh, I don't know if Jesus would be performing it. Maybe he'd just be doing miracles or something at, at Red Rocks. He wouldn't I don't be want to singing. Be, I
3: don't want to be blasphemous, but, yeah, I'm sure he could. he could do something like that. Now, the Beatles did not perform at Red Rocks as far as no, I know. No. Pretty sure that didn't happen. Red Rocks, I'm
4: guessing, didn't exist. Prior to the Beatles, if it did... Uh, Colorado existed, but I don't know if they made the... Was it the a state? Rocks. I'm I not think, sure. I, I think, believe. I think Colorado... If I remember correctly. I have been there.
3: Our 50th state brought into the Union early 80s. So uh, here's, uh, here's what I, I can say about Antonio Brown. You know, And this is, not, uh, this is not pandering. This is not tongue-in-cheek. This is not anything. The guy is still someone who is not well... And I didn't think he was well for a long, long time, even with the stuff that you wanted to brush off. And I really thought that everyone who said, man, he can play, get him here. I would take him in my team. At, at some point, you got to stand for something. And, I, and, and for, for one, I've just, I'm not a big fan of exploiting the talents of people who are otherwise unwell. Yeah. And I think he's unwell. And I think this is just more
4: evidence and, of that.
3: And I, I'm not saying that he's a danger to himself or society. The guy is not right. And he hasn't been right for a long time since so, and
4: I, I mean is it the Vontez perfect hit like, I mean remember that hit that, that, that the the Bengals I mean what that a lot up, of people like, seem to you think you know people think that, that that was what kind of jarred, jarred the screw loose with them I mean it's it's sad because as somebody who for one game watched him as you know all right he's going to be a patriot for this one game against the Dolphins it was electric I mean he was like he just were like whoo, like whoa this is going to be magical to watch you know Tom Brady with this and I guess that's what's sad about it is that you know he's sitting there talking about how great it must have been to watch him, and it, it was great to watch you. Why couldn't we watch more of you? Because you can't seem to you know get yourself straight. Because he's unwell. Right, because you know? he's unwell. Because he's unwell. So I, it's just he's got to he's got to continue to get his life in order. And I mean, it's just uh, it's not it's not. Deuce surprising. thought this was <laughs> going to be.
3: A, Deuce thought this was going to be a fun segment talking about Antonio Brown. I took <laughs> it to a serious. very serious place.
4: <laughs> he, he did, or you did. He thought
3: it was going to be fun. I don't well. well you I, you I, rightly I came, took it serious though. Well, I, mean, it's I came right, walking in right. and I heard
2: he, you know he's going to have this one game and, and he's going to be electric against Miami and I'm thinking Stephen Jackson. We want to talk about Steven Jackson. no,
4: no, no! But you remember the the one? I mean, that was what my second game here. I think. I mean, that no, that the one Antonio game was just game, like yeah, it was like you the know, all that tease. talk of like. Oh, receivers, they have a hard time getting the offense, and he has to earn Brady. try. He just went right in and was like, boom, boom, boom. You just see it. I mean, how electric he was. It's amazing. It wasn't too complicated. <laughs> it
2: wasn't too complicated He <laughs> for him. Didn't have
3: to dumb it down.
4: I guess when you are just like I guess when you have talent, otherworldly electric. I guess
3: when you have a quarterback who can put the ball anywhere he wants. Yeah, uh, I'm not Patrick Mahomes style, but you know yeah. Brady, you give him a little bit of time in the pocket, <laughs> just a half a well, second. That's all he needs. I mean,
4: just look at the game last year here. I mean, I, I know he had a couple couple drops, and I mean, it probably could have been not not quite as close if, if he had you know made a couple catches. But I mean, he killed the Patriots last year. with A couple big plays. I mean, Jonathan Jones, I think was was one of the you know one of his big plays downfield. He still has it. It's just you know, it's sad when somebody has the talent, but it, it, it can't happen now. You know? yeah, It's All
2: like right. the Bronx
3: tale. Wasted talent. Uh, wow. Red Rocks it's opened more. in 1941. Oh. Nine to, oh, so the Beatles could have played it. You know what? It, Did the Beatles play at Red Rocks? Had they played at Red Rocks, somebody would have told us by now. Probably. There's enough Beatles fanatics There'd
4: be out there. would be some black and white uh, footage of, of them uh, with the little, you know, the haircuts and the, <laughs> you know. Did you watch the Apple thing with them? Yeah, we talked about that last season, didn't we? I tried. You didn't get through it? I couldn't get through it. Oof. Too much uh digital
3: wizardry going on with that. The replicating of voices and there's something mm. you know what it was? It's that it's that uncanny valley they talk about. You know, whether you're watching the movie Cats or Avatar, it's like I know what I'm supposed to be watching right now is supposed to be real but I can tell it's not real and it's giving me an uneasy feeling.
0: Yeah, that's the Star Wars prequels for me, Matt Murrell, that one's for you. <laughs> uh, the Beatles played on August 26, 1964 at Red Rocks, <laughs> Sixth stop on their American tour.
4: <laughs> they did it. <laughs> was there
3: was
2: there a question of AB's validity?
4: Oh, we just didn't know if it existed when
2: the
3: like, well, <laughs> Beatles were around. Deuce is the one who started, you know, goofing on Jesus and what he would do at Red Rocks. I'm like, that's blasphemous, miracles. and I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not but going I'm there. i like, either. I don't think the Beatles played Red Rocks. And uh, 1964, Matt Morrell telling us that they did in fact play at Red Rocks. Wow, how could that? That seems like that would be an iconic photo that would be shared everywhere. Oh,
4: beautiful. I and mean, the
3: Beatles at Red Rocks. Oh pretty big photo i'm looking at he had to be there <laughs> <laughs> had you ever seen it
4: before i can honestly say i have not <laughs> and that is my point <laughs> all right anyway oh so there we go watching mac yucking it up with brian dable on the field and they have a little uh they have a little history right? I, think I think
2: mac was a freshman i yeah, think when right. when dable was still at alabama yep. if i'm not mistaken yeah
3: all right, we are going to step aside. Uh, warm-up's taking place right now, so we'll continue watching those and monitoring those. We are uh, less than an hour from kickoff. What time are we going to kick off tonight? 7.01, something S- like that? Tension palpable. Is it? No. What? I was going to say, where? <laughs> you just went, You were 18 feet away at the most. Was there tension over there? There's no tension <laughs> in, in here. here. There's a little cooler in there, though. I'm going to step in there. From, uh, how much time is this break? Two minutes? Two minutes. This thing will be over in two
4: minutes. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> Mavericks is engaging. Uh, Paul, you, uh, one, one quick thing, though, about the hard knocks. Detroit getting after it in practice. Tackling to the ground. Really? Hitting right out of the gate. Oh like how my many, God. In- how many injuries they got so far? How hard
2: are you? This is a question for you because you know I didn't, see any. I, know. I think I didn't see any. I didn't see any. There were a lot of people crying,
4: though. Not so much. I <laughs> did see the guy. <laughs> That's just, <it's> just emotion. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I forget the, the player's name
2: that broke down the hurl one day. Yeah, Jamal uh, Williams. Oh yes, 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 yes. Jamal Williams. Yeah, he okay. starts crying. That was one of them. He but does. I, I like that. Yeah. I liked what he said, not the crying part. I like. What I mean, I don't have any problem with crying? The crying part. I'm an emotional dude. I don't really. I have no problem with that. Um, I cried at the you know, <laughs> like, I like Freddie Toucher the other day. Was talking about the Wonder Years finale. Yeah, oh, mm. I, fade to black. I cry. Okay, mm. I, I, I feel
3: it. I want to like it. Don't get me wrong. I want to like it. But I was also the first one to point out in our in our text chain about that moment. That uh, he said something to the effect of, "I, I want to find it exactly here." I'm
2: tired of that record.
3: <laughs> what did he say? Dana's that three it, wins. no, it just didn't. Uh, it didn't sound right Oh, today is the minimum of effort. <laughs> what? Print up the t shirt Today is the minimum of effort. Today is the day he became a Yankee. <laughs> 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 like, I, I want to say I know what you're saying, but I don't even know what you're saying. And what you said, no. Uh, no, I don't I don't I I don't think that's a good thing and I'm not even sure what you were trying to say.
4: I was just thinking of like the poor guy who's like number 87 on the roster, you know, like I mean like like one of the yeah, bottom yeah, of yeah, the yeah. he he wasn't even here. He's just like his head is awash in NFL football and he's like, "What is this guy talking about?" Like, <laughs> what? Did sure. you guys not
3: win last year? Yeah. yeah. You guys are bad. I didn't, I couldn't have found Michigan on a map until I got drafted. I really have no idea. All right. Uh, There's two t- of them too. I mean, that's you know two michigan we have to break and oh. no there's only one michigan it's the lower peninsula <laughs> that other thing is wisconsin you all right more patriots pregame show fueled by duncan coming up in uh patriot just, uh,
0: just place not. is the region's number one shopping dining and entertainment destination shop your favorites including vineyard vines express olympia sports petco and more enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants including six string grill and stage scorpion bar and bar louis and don't forget about the entertainment Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
9: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win. Think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves. Like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra. Because they know that happiness is the key to winning. And that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code Pats to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details.
0: Johnny, you're
1: Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket hotline at
0: 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at, web radio at patriots.com.
3: Milk Monday is not just about milk and UFOs <laughs> and, the, and the Bridgewater Triangle Pole.
0: Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy.
3: No more Milk Mondays.
4: <laughs> is that
9: what
3: uh, we were talking uh, about there? Uh, yeah. Jeez, Winovich, Milk Monday?
4: Yeah. will yeah.
3: not be yeah. having that no more. New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Chase, no more. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome back, uh, Patriots pregame social, which is fueled by Duncan. So, we're, are, are we doing? Uh, are we doing our over unders here? You want to do those right away here, Matt? Might as well get to them. How about we do one call first? I'm
2: surprised you guys haven't done any numbers talk tonight.
4: Oh, I was saving you from that, Paul. Were you? Uh, we did talk about Thornton being eleven. Somebody were you upset about, about it? No. I, no. I, you, I was already right like eleven. You would try, I wanted like, to see eighty-eight. You were trying to will him. I like, was trying to get, I wanted eighty-eight. How this? Like I think that's this is, a great receiver. I have number.
2: like five things about Deuce that I just like. <laughs> I, I'm like I can't believe I, like I spend numbers. so much time with this <laughs> guy. Yeah. yeah. Someone I'm, who thinks about so corpse. many things in a way that I could never possibly find interesting. You like in numbers? Let me with it. I I like numbers, but I, I don't lose sleep over them. I, I certainly wouldn't sleep ever sleep. tweet out a number. I do um, not.
3: I do not care about. It. I'm the worst at jersey numbers. I couldn't yeah. tell you who wore what beyond you know a, a handful of guys. And and for someone wearing a 11. Until it's retired, anybody can wear it. I don't care. Oh, I don't have
2: any problem with wearing it. They, they let Edelman wear it. I don't care. We're going have to retire it for it.
3: Right.
4: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one too. Uh, but you like you played sports. You didn't care what number you got like on the team. They're just like whatever. Coach, give me.
3: Oh, I cared about my number. my
2: number. My I just don't care about yours or anybody. else's. I don't else's. care about you don't yours care or about anyone yourself?
3: else's. And I'm not sure what yours <laughs> is. Right. <laughs> it's a real problem for watching and identifying players. I can tell you that much. I wish I did care more. I just yeah.
2: think
4: 88's it. a good good receiver number. I kind of want it, but I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay. Oh, with we are starting to get some
2: right. of the pitchers and stuff, um, you know, out on the
3: field. So okay, You can you can bring up. Thank you, because I'm not getting any pictures in here. I don't know what you're Unity. talking about. All right. Unity in Pittsburgh. What's going on? <laughs> no, in March, just glad that football season is back, you know? It right. is. It is. God bless America. Of
9: kind of. Yep. God bless America indeed and the rest of the world, my friend. Yes. Nice to have you guys back. Thank, Thank you. you. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just hearing a bunch of, uh, you know, background noise as far as uh, the team not coming together as far as uh, running different plays. I think we should at least see. The first three preseason games for us before we start, before we start uh, <laughs> you know, drawing conclusions. I think, uh, you know, we should improve more than last year. And uh, I can't wait to see Buffalo because that was uh, heartbreaking <laughs> the way Oof. it went out. So, I don't know. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts. And also, shout out to Antonio Brown. The, the, the album ain't bad, you know? Oh, I
3: haven't heard the album. I'll take your word for it, Unity. I, I don't have... Uh... A lot of free time to sit down and listen. You're not playing that
4: one on your DJ channels there, Hardy?
3: I am not. Um, you know what? The Patriots should have improved this year, but you also have to – that is that is under a baseline of continuing offensively what they started last year. And if you install a new offense, I cannot say definitively that they should improve. They They may take a step back. And also, if – you know, improve in a vacuum, maybe. But I think other teams improved personnel-wise – and the Patriots didn't improve right. as much as some other teams. That they'll see, be I would I year.
2: would even argue like there are elements that I think like Mac Jones in year two should be better than he was in, as a rookie. I, I think that's a fair <laughs> uh, assumption, yeah. right? I don't think that's undue pressure. But even with but the, I don't think that the team has improved uh, in terms of personnel from last year. I think they lost more talent than they gained. So it, I don't know if they're going I, mean, to. I don't know if they're better now. The overriding point that is I think inarguable mm-hmm. is the one that Hardy made. The rest of the AFC has improved more than if, – if you've improved, the rest of the AFC is improved by, le- by leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah.
3: And I think Mac is more ready to play. And I, yeah, and oh, yeah. And that Mac stuff, should
2: be better in year two, no doubt. What, no with doubt. a
3: different offense? I don't know that.
2: No, but he should be a better player. That's all
3: I'm saying. How can you tell if the offense doesn't – this,
2: this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And it's what Deuce, <laughs> ta- what Deuce talked about about oh, a half hour oh, oh, ago. Oh, oh. Like, you know, everybody's like, well, oh, the play call. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the the call, you know, that was a terrible play. Not Patricia. It's, they set him up for Any offensive fail. struggles they have this yeah. year, Mac's going to skate. Mac's going to skate. It's all going to fall on Bill ultimately. Okay. But even he is Teflon. So like, so it'll be on Patricia but if you're, and Or Judge. But
3: if you're talking about Max skating, um th- 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 the most you can do is say like well, he didn't get any better but he didn't get any worse because that you know See, but it's I'll, not his I'll fault. tell you
2: like in training camp he has not been as good in this training camp as
3: he was in last year's training camp yeah so the, I, I question what I I do not sign off on like oh Mac will be better this year no not in, I don't do it anyway if they if they kept the same offense we've seen plenty of quarterbacks take a step back in year two fair point so fair I, point. I don't sign off either way okay Heidi <sighs> Colin, not
2: sold on Jones yeah <laughs> Well, that's what they do on NBC Sports. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. You know, you and I have both been guilty of Well, we've we've fallen prey to that.
3: We've been victim. We haven't been guilty, but we have. uh, Victimized by it. That's right. All right, let's uh, look at Jimmy Jimmy White. Do them over unders. (sighs) Ooh, we got over unders.
0: It's time for this week's edition of Over Unders. You're over me? When were you under me?
3: All right, let's uh, – Hey, to interrupt you, are you okay? Oh, no, Paul and I were just having a nuts <laughs> no. and bolts discussion here. It's a version yeah. of Red Zone Paul that about, thing,
2: about things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, no, yeah. red, I, Z- red Zone Paul was chiming in in the preseason, and there is no Red Zone. I, was, I wasn't
3: criticizing you.
2: No, you were 1,000% no cor- correct, however. Okay. All right,
3: let's, uh, let's do these over-unders. Uh, let's what are the season standings, bit.
0: Matt? Uh, Mike, <laughs> zero and zero. Paul, zero, zero. Hardy, zero, zero. Undefeated. And just who won last year? Uh, you have them in front of you, <laughs>
4: probably <laughs> oh, Mike. I think it was Mike.
3: Was it Mike? <laughs> no, it was not Mike. Oh, oh. I, I got not nineteen the. pages it of material. it. was not
0: the,
4: not the Mama. Yeah,
3: I think no, that was the six. Three pack. pages each. Uh, over
2: unders was was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought Isn't you. The file Hardy. cabinet. It's a lot of pages. Over unders uh, was, was Mike. Won. Oh no, um, no, Paul won over unders
3: reading all oh, 50 okay fine whatever reading i came in last yeah i came in first okay great oh by a wide margin Woo.
0: here we go new year let's let's go so this is an audible from what you have on your sheets bailey zappy passing yards 189 oh, and a half oh snap uh
4: we're going off the board yes would you say 1 189 and a half correct uh i'm going to go under
9: Uh, Hold is on. Is, that,
3: is this in addition to something that's on no, our
4: No, because Mac Jones no, is probably not replacing
0: the Mac Jones one. Oh. Yeah, okay, I think so you can keep the
3: Mac Jones series thing in there, but we, we won't. Okay. <laughs> How many series will he play? I mean, you could put it at a you know a half, and we could still have it in there. Yeah. But all right, Zappy. Okay. So you say under 189 and a half
2: for Zappy passing yards. Uh, I am going to agree with Mike and say under 189 and a half.
3: Yeah, we're all going under on that one.
0: Tyquan Thornton receptions three and a half.
3: Paul, you're up first on this one. Uh, I am going
2: to go under in this one also. Um, it's a good number though.
3: I'm going to go. I'm going to go three. I'm going to say under. Uh, I too will go under on this one.
4: Uh, I hate to. I hate to keep it all the same, but
0: I'm going to go under too. I think he's two. Okay. Patriots defensive interceptions at a half. Oh,
3: they will get a pick tonight. I am going over.
0: Yeah, I'm over two.
3: Yeah, I'll take the under. Ooh, all right, finally, blood in the water. Perillo. Well, I think
2: the Not Giants impressed. have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give you. I'll give you my reasoning, and we'll see what happens when they throw four picks. But I think the <laughs> Giants have um, somewhat veteran-ish quarterbacks with Daniel Jones,
3: Tyrod Taylor, and Davis
2: <laughs> Webb. I Think so? I don't know. <laughs> I just uh, heard a
3: strange buzz when you said <laughs> Davis, something like Web? that. Is that is that his <laughs> name? I think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yes, Davis Webb. Perillo picks, no
2: picks. (laughs) And I think the Patriots are playing all backups. Okay.
0: Number of
4: series Daniel Jones will play? One and a half. Deuce? Uh, I'm going to go over on that one. I think he's got two or three in them. I will take the under. He'll play the first series.
3: Uh, I'm going to take the under with Paul just for the sake of sport.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Here's our fun one for the week. Why exactly would
3: over not have been sport? (laughs)
0: Number of camera shots of Matt Patricia using the headset. Oh, I love this one. Are Twelve you and a half. We're gonna
4: watch this and keep track yeah, of it. Like that? somebody's yeah, yeah. eagle eye. This is all LePan. LePan. All right. I need them. I need the time codes on those LePan. Is this me? Yeah, this is you. I- I'm taking the under.
3: Twelve and a half Twelve sounds and a half. Like a heavy lot. lot. That sounds a lot. I'm going under on this one too. I'm
4: gonna go over just just for fun. Just for fun. I think they got Deuce, a lot of shots. Deuce could
3: kick our asses right, this right, week. Fine. If this goes over, something um. went wrong. Oh, I'm just gonna let you in <laughs> just gonna let you in on a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, something went horribly wrong for the Patriots offense if Deuce wins this prop. Okay. And
0: finally As we always end with a total score of thirty three and a half.
3: You know, I screwed up. I didn't ask Daryl uh, Slater <laughs> behind enemy lines for a score <laughs> prediction. But can we just make a rule now we won't pre-season. do that for the preseason? pre-season? Yeah. Fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, 33 and a half. I'm going to go
4: under. I'm going under, too. These are uh, not two offenses that have lit the world on fire here recently. So, yeah. I'll take the over.
3: Wow, nice.
4: All right. 33 Optimistic. and a half. Is a,
3: that's, a, that's a small number. You know what, uh, you know what they say to me? The action is the juice. That's, I love that's it. That's true. They do say that. We got that action. And that, then I don't don't know, Mass, mass I don't Sports I don't know Gambling,
4: too. It. It's, it's here. There's a lot it's of arrived. A
3: lot of stuff going on. And uh, the action is the juice, of course, in the movie Heat. And the new novel Heat 2 was released on Tuesday. I got mine <laughs> in the mail.
4: Get your copy. Oh, really? Michael Mann. For what? Just being a big fan?
3: Wrote a book called yeah, Heat right, 2. yeah. yeah the co-wrote with, a, with this you know, g- crime novelist. It's and a
4: continuation of the story.
3: But also a prequel. It's a okay, ki- kind of so got a Godfather Two vibe to
4: it. Are we following both? Oh, okay. So are we fo- following both guys, Pacino and uh, and De Niro? Or there's well, De Niro's, De Niro's dead. dead,
3: right? So, but we get prequel of De Niro. Prequel of De Niro. And I think the the How post the, the
4: post is Pacino and Val Kilmer because Val Kilmer is the only one I left know. alive. I know. Wasn't that the tough tough toughest part of uh, Top Gun Two, the Val Kilmer scenes? I just that's as a it's sad. Th-
3: yeah, but uh, overall, it's it's fun. Good, it's right. fine. So, um. I think we pretty much got to everything we needed to. I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit of uh, Tom Brady and him missing camp, but yeah, what's we, up really with that? D- we really don't know what's going on down there. So I, 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 I kind of want to defer on all that because I think it still could be something family-related for him, and yeah. I I just, yeah. kind of don't want to touch it. That's kind of how I feel about it too.
2: Yeah, I don't have any idea. I don't have any inside information there at all. Right. But I that's in the back of my mind, that's my fear. It's a family related and health related. It's yeah.
4: just it just seems like a complicated season coming up. You know, like with or lot. It's just a lot going on with him with the retirement, with they the They lost a the second center yesterday back. supposedly. Gronk, gone. I mean, I think he was a, you know, just a nice reliable piece for for Tom. I mean, I hate to call Gronk a reliable piece, but Gronk Gronk. I mean, that's just some changes and he's he's it just hasn't been a normal off season for him too. So, we'll see how it all translates when uh, when they get out there. But as Paul said, I mean, it was a little bit of like, what did he say? Like I think he, he will probably be our starter or something like, dude, like that. Was yeah. Right.
2: I mean, Todd Bowles didn't say, Oh yeah, he's he'll be our starter. Like he left it open. Mm-hmm. Like I think he said basically 99%, but I just felt found it interesting that he didn't say unequivocally. He oh, w- of course. He w- oh, he'll be back. He'll it's be starting. This, yeah, our, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll yeah. you know, be
4: fine by early September. And <laughs> Tom's been here 20 20- two years he knows what he's doing um final lookie loo for the night
3: what is the one thing just tell me one thing we all have an assignment thing to report back on so let's not make it something obvious we all have one assignment to keep our eye on something tonight deuce what do you want
4: uh give me a taekwon thornton wow play
3: okay so you are you are you're on taekwon thornton watch just tonight. give me
4: one you know one play where everyone goes Woo, all right we got something there. Well,
3: I, I'm not saying the one prediction. You're just going to – it is your job to watch Tyquan Thornton tonight. Really keep an eagle eye on. I
4: got him.
2: Okay. Got him. I'll watch the unproven linebackers.
3: Okay. You know, the McGroans,
2: the Jennings, uh, I don't know, Uche, Perkins, those guys, that group. I'll watch those guys and see if we uh, have any flying-to-the-ball playmaker
4: types. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: I will make the ultimate sacrifice and watch the offensive line.
4: Oh, I thought you were saying Nick Folk.
3: <laughs> Nick
4: Folk, everybody. What? What? This guy's
3: money. What's Make sure what? he's still got it.
4: What's to watch? Do you want <laughs> to change yours? What's to watch? <laughs> he's watching
3: linebackers. I'm watching O-line. Do you want a tougher assignment than Taequann Thornton? You well, want I'll, t-
4: I'll do generally receivers. You know, I can, receivers. I can do generally receivers. Trey Nixon. Yeah, Trey Come Nixon's on down. Let's yeah, see okay. if he's got anything. Okay. All
8: right.
3: Receivers it is. All right. Uh, please join us in the postgame. We'll be back here uh, breaking down everything from uh, Patriots-Giants tonight here at Gillette Stadium. Thank you for listening and watching.